Well, this is the Sydney Silver Show. This is a show designed to piss y'all off until I make y'all love each other. That's right, world. Time to duke it out and then have lots of great makeup sex and loads of kisses. This is my co-hostess, Tiffany Tony, And whatever I say that pisses her off and she disagrees with, she's going to sit here and punch me out. I'm just kidding. She's just, just going to fight with me. You want to say hello, <laughs> Tiffany? Hey, guys. I'm Tiffany Tony, the co-hostess with the mostest. And I might be brown sugar, but I ain't always sweet. Now, today on the show, we have a mysterious guest. She's the mysterious woman known only as the food alchemist. She is busy right now saging our room and purifying it. And it smells good sage? to me. Yeah, I think that's Aww. sage. I kind of like it. She's burning <laughs> I like it. it. I like it. I <laughs> thought it, it was really good, but it, it's good. She <laughs> um, uses natural foods as healing, and I believe she even does spells and potions. Is that accurate, food alchemist? <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't say spells. I would say cleansings and healing and spiritual work. I like the spells. <laughs> I do too. I'm like, can you make my boss be in love with me? I need a raise. <laughs> yeah, we, we need a million dollars. Let's do that spell today. Yeah. So yeah. what is this uh, sage you're using? What does it do? This is Palo Santo. Palo Santo removes negativity mm. and basically brings in positivity. And it also has a way of also bringing in prosperity. Since that's what we're all here for, I thought, mm. any place I go, if I'm going to be prosperous, I want to pass that blessing on to someone else. Now, does it that's work awesome. the same way if you burn money? <laughs> no, but maybe, you know what? I thought that would be a good spell, you know? It, you know what? You never know. You, never you know, know what? You you know what? There is a spell with money. Is there? You tear it up, tear up dollar bills, and put it in bath water. But you got to have the money to do that. To take Only $1 bills or does it matter? No. It, if you, the more money uh -huh. you can afford to do that, the more money <laughs> I'm going to take $1 bill and I'm going to do no, that. No, 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 no. Okay. You need several. Oh, uh, several? Several. I don't know. That could, that could be good at the 99 cent store. I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get back to you, Food Alchemist. But feel free to chime in with us. If you need to undress or something, we just ask you to go down to your underwear. Okay. <laughs> All right. No full nudity, but yeah. Don't get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> if you feel the need to rip off your clothes, go for it. Um, it's not okay. even nine o'clock yet. So Gosh. I know. <laughs> Tiffany here hasn't even had her drink yet. <laughs> so okay. right now, um, I just want to go. We're about to go to the good news. Okay. This is a segment we do awesome. where we discuss our good news. I like to try to reverse things and make good things out of things that don't seem good. Okay. But you can do whatever you want. You can either do that or you can just do good, good news. Um, right now, before we do the good news, because my good news is involved with this, I have to go to the results of the silver experiment. Last show, we had silver on the show, ionized silver, and I put it on bread to see if it would kill viruses. Because I, if you remember, if you watched the last show, I had flashed this, you know, silver kills all viruses thing. <laughs> and then we did a scientific experiment. So can we go ahead and play the silver results? Video. Here are the results of the silver experiment. This is the bag I put the water into with the bread. As you can see, it's almost gone. It's been molding for about, I don't know, five days. And it's toast. So the silver one is supposed to kill the viruses, has held up better physically, but look at it. It's disgusting. It's awful. And I even put some more silver. I opened the bag and I put some more silver on that horrible thing right there. And it turned less black. The whole part was black in here. But it actually grew larger. So 
even though physically it's standing up, you know, taller than the one with the water. Definitely silver right now is an epic fail. So I did say that my silver was five years old. I will get some different silver, some brand new silver, some ionized nano-sized silver and give it one more try. And other than that, so far, sorry, silver, eh, fail. All right, so as you can see, I was really sad when that happened because I was really hoping that silver was the cure for all viruses, and I still haven't given up on it. I just refuse to give up on it. I'm going to get the new silver, and also, I just want to make the notation, that experiment wasn't inside a living organism. It was on bread. Well, I ate the so. silver, and I'm a little bit concerned <laughs> <laughs> because you just said it was five years old. <laughs> and now, I'm I hoping the inside of my body isn't looking like that bread. Now, I, I, I warned you. I warned you. I told you that. You might have. I told you I was that, just yeah. curious to taste it. So, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm about to get sued here, everyone. So, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I just want to say that the silver, it's not inside a living organism. So, it might be a little bit different if it's inside a body. So, I'm not going to give up on it yet. I'm going to do the experiment with the new silver. Then I want to find some sick people. So, if you're sick, you got to go to our show, sydneysilvershow.com. Go on the forum. Tell me. You have a cold or something, we're going to pump you full of this silver. Okay? <laughs> so, all right. So now to the good news. We don't have our intro today. That's okay. We're having some technical difficulties. So if you want to go first, um, anyone, or do you want me to go first? We'll let Jeff? you go first. All right. You have a halo on. It's beautiful. Oh, yes. I have a halo You're on. You're the angel. You should and go first. Jealous. And yes, everybody, <laughs> look at my uh, my halo. I, I'm the... Uh, I am the lonely, sparkly angel today, and I just have happen to have a halo on. And, ding. and I just have a lot of hair that looks like a halo. Yeah, yeah her horns are underneath the hair. Yeah. <laughs> her horns are underneath. Yeah, I was so excited because when I was walking around outside with my halo on, nobody noticed the halo. And I was like, this is so awesome. I'm just walking around with a halo. And then Food Alchemist, out of the blue, goes, Hey, wait a minute. She's wearing a halo. It was awesome. So we took pictures with it. Yeah, I love my halo. Sorry, you have to deal with me being a kook because that's just how Sydney Silver is. I'm a freaking kook. Okay, so if you see me out in public and I'm like wearing a halo or something, just be like, yeah, that's Sydney Silver. Take pictures. Okay, so the silver experiment is my good news. Oh, this was so hard for me. I really couldn't make this into good news, but I was like, I've got to do it. I'm the silver lining. That's my whole name and everything, right? Okay, the good news about the silver experiment not working and that it doesn't kill viruses. Number one, I now get to find another cure. That sounds weird, Absolutely. right? But what would our lives be like if we didn't have things to do? We would be bored as heck, right? <laughs> so now I got a mission. I got a mission and I have something to do in my life and I have a goal and a purpose and that really makes our lives good. So, hey, that's my good news. And also, I was thinking about it, there might be more good news in it that comes out later that we don't know about. Like, for instance, uh, maybe the cure for viruses is even cheaper than silver. Something like that. All right? So I'm not going to let it get me down. It's good news. All right. And you only wasted two pieces of bread. Only, <laughs> only two. Only, only two pieces of bread. We are never making sandwiches with that bread. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I think the maggots are. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, they're busy in the trash right now. Okay, Tiff, do you have any uh, good news for us? Or? My good news is I started using coconut oil on my skin and my hair, and it's amazing. I love it. Ooh, I started uh -huh. using vitamin C. Did you? Yeah, and it was really amazing difference. I was shocked. Liquid vitamin C, and it's just started making my skin glow, and I was mm -hmm. really excited. So what is the coconut oil? 
Um, I just buy the regular coconut oil like you would use to cook with. Uh-huh. And I just put it on my face at night. And, and I mean, it even works as a makeup remover. It doesn't uh-huh. make you break out. Do I look broken out? No, but you could just have good skin, girlfriend. <laughs> well, so, maybe saying that, like, have some I had a lot of zits when I was in high school. So, I mean, I don't know. I guess try it out and see on a day. Be- don't do it before we shoot the show. I don't want to be responsible. <laughs> you know what? Next time, if I come into the show and I'm covered in pimples, it is her freaking fault. You just okay. go mock her. <laughs> All right. Food Alchemist, do you have any good news for us to share? The news is I'm in L.A. Yeah. And I met two lovely ladies. Yeah. Uh, just sweet. Just been just so interesting and live. And it's just been a wonderful experience. So awesome. that's Thank my you. good news. So it's like and you came all the way from Hawaii. Hawaii. Mahalo. That's awesome. Um, Thank yes. you for doing that. Yes. That was so great of you. Really appreciate that. Yes. All right. We do. <laughs> So we are going to go now to our topic of the day. We also usually have an intro for that. That's okay. We are a ghetto show here. <laughs> Anything pretty much goes. As long as it's not like you're talking about killing the... You know. <laughs> you, can't, you can't do that kind of stuff here. But a lot of other stuff you can do here. So, um, okay. Now, I have something for Tiffany to read. Pass it on. Our down. topic of the day is... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I'll let her read it first before I announce it. So go ahead and read the parts that are not crossed. All right. (laughs) Nipples remind us that gender is anything but clear cut, especially in utero. Did I pronounce that correctly? I think it's utero. Utero. I'm not sure. Okay. Especially in utero. You can say however you want. (laughs) Whatever your sex, everyone starts off as a woman in the womb. Sorry, I was excited about that. Uh, For the first several (laughs) weeks, uh, developing embryo follows a female blueprint from reproductive organs to nipples. Only after about 60 days does the hormone testosterone kick in for those of us with a Y chromosome, changing the genetic activity of the cells in the genitals and the brain. Yeah. Do you remember when you were like in middle school and they were like, there's the X, the X, and then the one leg degrades and becomes a Y? I just feel like I'm in algebra all over again. I don't know. (laughs) Here's my topic of the day. Here's my topic of the day. Because I was thinking, I've got a little, you know, a chart. Of the male anatomy. He's right? waving. He's waving. He's happy. Now, as a woman, right, these become the breasts, but it, it, it stays flat on the guy, but he keeps his nipples, right? The, the testes are actually ovaries. So the ovaries drop down. They become the testes, right? Which is why it hurts when we have cramps, gentlemen, because it's like, imagine your balls are caught in a vice for two days. Okay. That's how it feels. So just be nice to us. So, okay, these are the ovaries, right? <laughs> and then this, I think, is like the kind of like the clit area. My topic <laughs> of the day, my question is, where is the G-spot? Where's the male G-spot? That is a good question. Mm. Right, okay, I have a, a demonstrator here. Okay, so you know. You're going to show it? And I was trying to think like, okay, I think, okay, you, you got <laughs> the balls here. It's not like this has been used. I promise <laughs> She's drinking. She's, she's, she's drinking. She's, drinking. she's like, I cannot deal with this right now, Sydney. <laughs> I didn't expect uh, this. It's not like this uh, worn out thing has been used. Okay, so this uh, is like a sensitive part on guys, right? And you can, I feel like that part is the clit. <laughs> you got to imagine this thing kind of goes in mm-hmm. like the opposite direction. Or is that the G spot? Is that the G spot? Because it's a very sensitive part on the guys. I've noticed, you know. You know, you're rubbing a guy's dick or something, and he's going crazy for this spot. 
um, is if we inverted that, is that the G spot? What do you think, Food Alchemist? <laughs> Like, no, no, I you think, think so? it's another part, but but then like, if you penises look, are not food, like, if you <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> she's like I came here and these stupid chicks talking about penises. Okay, no. um, speaking of that, I I forgot something else I wanted to mention on the show. Um, but anyway, so if you invert this, where is the clit? It just makes no sense to me. <laughs> it grew out. And then it here's my out. other question: <laughs> Is they say that a woman has three times more nerves in her clit? than a man has in his penis. Have you heard that fact? That's what they're saying anyway. Okay. So why, if it's a guy, a woman turning into a guy, why does he have, why is it kind of numb? Like, why does he have less nerves than us? Hmm. You see, these are all very important questions that we need yes. answered on the Sydney Silver Maybe show. it's because God, the universe, whatever you believe in or we believe in, felt sorry for us that we have to go through the pain of periods <laughs> and giving birth. Some good- you a living organism inside your body for nine whole months. And he was like, you know what? Something I'm going to go stop. <laughs> to reward you for that. I want to come out and cry. I want to come out and cry now. It's, it's, I need milk. Really right? alien to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're on agreement on that one. Creeps me out. <laughs> so, just creeps me out. Uh, where, where is the G spot? Do you know the answer? Well, I would say the prostate. Interesting. So where's the prostate? Is that that's inside here? the butt? Is that under here? That's in the this anus. This is the uh, G spot oh, reacher. So when you you got to do a finger insertion, and it's called milking the prostate. Oh, I've actually like done you're that. Stroking. I see. It and, gets all swollen, and they're like it goes up. <laughs> it's like gets hard, and it's up. So that's why they have to have a prostate exam. So oh, somehow the female genitalia turn <laughs> went in the anus and wow yeah i gotta talk to a scientist on this <laughs> this is odd penises are All right. not food okay okay enough shock factor <laughs> all right let's get over here to food alchemist so food alchemist can you explain to us a little bit about what you do and why is your name food alchemist my name is the Food Alchemist. It's because I deal with so many elements like, you know, your fire, your water, mm-hmm. your air, your metal, your wood. And I take them all into the energies. Like I mm-hmm. do Reiki. I'm a doula. I am a, a certified chef. Went to Culinary Institute of America. I used to be nice. a licensed nurse, LPN, licensed practical nurse. So I put them all together and I study herbs. I work with crystals. And Wait, well, so you were a nurse first. So what, mm-hmm. do you not believe in pharmaceuticals anymore? Or? Heck no. I'm sorry. I can't Why? do that. Because I had uh, experience with my daughter. Doctor gave her the wrong medication at the age of two that shut down her kidney. Oh, my, oh God. my gosh. So I'm sorry. That's okay. They didn't think she would live. My daughter's 22. Good. Yay. And That's her, she's yeah. the total opposite of what people suspect right. her to be. Um, she's vivacious. She goes to college. Mm-hmm. She leaves to go to New Zealand and she studies psychology. She's um, actually, she's my business manager. Wow. So she does go to school for business management. And yeah, you have goes, a show, right? You want to mention that and where to find it? I have a show called Food Alchemy Network on Blog Talk uh, Radio. On the internet, and I also have a Fluid Alchemy Network on Ustream. Okay. And you can find me on Facebook, or you go under Chef Ceci, the Food Alchemist, and you will find me. You'll see all kinds of weird stuff. And I, she's also going to be listed on sydneysilvershow.com. If you forget all that stuff, go to the show site and mm-hmm. click on her picture. Now, okay. when you mentioned um, Riki and Medulla, was 
Amadula. Can you explain a little bit about what those are? Those two things. Okay, Reiki is someone that deals with energy. You all have Mm -hmm. chi, or as I say, energy. We're Mm -hmm. all energetic beings. It's tapping into that energy, or and I also do prana, Mm -hmm. which is the same thing as chronic healing. Mm -hmm. It's tapping into your own inner energy and making it work like shocking it into working so you have different tools either your hands Mm -hmm. and prana we use either salt water and we use uh, a bucket that Mm -hmm. you get healed and we're cleaning you off like Mm -hmm. removing knots and chains and where energy gets stuck sometimes now you had mentioned previously when we were discussing in the car i like to pick up my guests because you better be on my show (laughs) (laughs) i ain't gonna let you escape on the metro or something um so you had mentioned that food can actually change your dna yes i found that fascinating because dna actually believe it or not this is true Scientists are finding out that DNA changes in an environment. An environment can change DNA. Correct. And like, for instance, I think plants, they didn't flower before, right? And uh-huh. then the environment changed, suddenly they had flowers. Right. So DNA can change due to our environment. That's our food, right? Right. That's and our the, body. the nourishment. So right. can you comment, like, how are we supposed to change it to a better, you well, know? How you do it, how I, I work. Can you repair it, make us younger? Yes, you can. You can actually give your body vitality. That's what it's called. So How do you do that? Use different herbs. You use different treatments. Can you give us a secret, like a tip? What's your favorite de-aging recipe or herb or something? My favorite thing is frankincense and myrrh. It's been around, as everybody knows, before the Bible. It's an oil? You can get it in oil. You can get it in residence. You can get it in powder. It's used to actually change the DNA and spike an art. You is another consume one. it? Or, you can. Or do you put it on your skin? You can do both. Better? I use it on my skin. Mm-hmm. I ingest it. In my case, this is me. Mm-hmm. Anything that I can't digest, I don't put on my skin because my body and my skin is the biggest organ right. uh, that you have. So to me, if I can't put it on in my mouth, right. guess what? It don't it go. That's a good point. So, it does soak in your skin. I know they say it doesn't, but I was rubbing body oil on me myself and mm-hmm. I thought wait this soaked right in my skin how right. come they say it doesn't go in your skin it does because they're not, right in they're not knowledgeable enough it's a lot of scientists and things they don't know about the body that they're learning they're just like Duh. they're experimenting on us aren't they right so, do you take a client and like let's just say a client comes in and says I want to be de-aged I want to get rid of my cancer and I want to you know run faster can you help them with all that stuff yes or? that's what that's my job that's okay. my job. We sit down, we do a consultation. Oh, wow, that's awesome. So okay. we sit down and work out step by step where you are. First, mm-hmm. you're going to be tested to know where you start from to have a basis of where we're going to go and the goal. And have you been healing people? Oh, yes. I've been that's doing this for quite some time. Um, I've been actually helping women get pregnant since I've been nine. Oh, oh wow. My so women that... They're were, sterile. That people are told they can't have children. I was nine years old, didn't know what I was doing, and it happened to be I was pregnant at the <gasps> time. And the lady came to me and said, oh, You know what? I'm having problems and I'm doing this. And I sat down. This is just by cue. I had been reading a book by Jethro Kloss. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called a book, Back to the Eden, Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. And he talks about holistic living. Down. So, I said, okay, I've been reading this book since I've been nine years old. I've been weird. I've been studying <laughs> Tibetan. Most people and- are weird since they've been young, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, considering I come from a two-household background and 
you know, Baptist background and Christian background. I'm talking about chanting. I'm talking about being vegetarian. I'm talking about yeah. making ghee. Yeah, Excuse and you're an ordained minister. She's an ordained minister of multiple millions of religions <laughs> all over the planet. And it's, that's so Sydney Silver. I love it. That's awesome. It's universal. Yeah. But you are a witch. Yes. You I'm, are a witch because you know what? That is what the witches did. The original witches, yes. which were persecuted by the supposed Christians of that time and others were burned at the stake because they were midwives right. and healers and they were helping women and they were women with healing capacities right. and got taken over by what we call conventional medicine today, right? Right, because the doctors... So you are a witch and I don't think you should be ashamed of that. I think it's awesome. <laughs> I think it's awesome. You I go, girl. I, I just have one later. question. Yes, I have dear. a friend who suffers with anxiety and her doctors are prescribing her a lot of um, oh, different sense. pills and medicines mm-hmm. that are making, they're changing who she is as a person. Right. And I'm wondering what type of herbs or, you know, healing suggestions that you would have for someone going through something like that. Everybody is different. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is like, I do tests like I did a, a spiritual healing slash reading for someone. Mm-hmm. And what I do is I use different tools. Okay. I tell people I have my medicine bag. Okay. So I might have... Um, I have my crystals, uh-huh. which I have, and I'll, you know, show them in it. I'll have my stones. Mm-hmm. I'll have, um, I have pyramids. So uh-huh. I do geometric shapes of healing. Right. I do food healing. I do oil healing and cards. Mm-hmm. So I tell, the body tells me exactly what needs to be healed. And I might even use my pendulum. So the pendulum is swings in a certain way Mm -hmm. and then it tells me this is what we need to work on this is what we don't this is open this is not open okay this is and i write it down it's just like when you go to a doctor alchemist i just i don't want to run out of time here because she actually brought us food to taste and you did raw vegan cooking for us yeah we only have about five minutes left oh wow so let's shovel this in our mouths and gorge because i'm on a diet and i've been losing weight (laughs) i've lost five pounds on saturday Wow. Thank I haven't you. eaten in a week Thank and you. I'm full. Yeah, I have been losing weight LA. and I just can't wait to gorge because she brought us, um, I don't even know how she made I this raw so vegan. It's like a, Which one a is chocolate. One is two a kinds chocolate, chocolate coffee. It looks like Can I try it? Which one is this? The chocolate coffee? If you got little beads, that is a what I call a Kona. That's Kona coffee. Oh, I love oh my gosh. It's from so coffee. Uh, Straight Kona coffee. So good. You're gonna I can make me. out with you right now. <laughs> That's how good it is. Well, and I have a raw apple pie that I wanted to make yeah, you guys Yeah, go ahead and mix too, it up so. fresh. Um, you know, if we run out of time, well, our next guest is coming. She can kind of mix it up while we're talking to her, too. <laughs> okay. Go to part two of the show. And I liked it. To see us. Okay, what did you eat first? I have the to coffee, recommend The Kona food. coffee. The coffee candy. I ate coffee beans and I liked it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they're not just any coffee beans. Oh, now, what's this one? It's like a shot of caffeine. Okay, that is what I call my Fiber Express bar. Okay. And chase and it. Fiber Express. Fiber Express. And it's, you're going to get a zing. <laughs> now, well, I'm still clearing coffee from my mouth. Oh my and this is no sugar. Everything you have has no sugar in really? it. Really? No sugar. The coffee thing had no sugar? No sugar. Did it have orange? I felt tasted yes, orange. Yes, orange. Delicious. No, it's everything that I will make so you good. has no sugar. Now, what's this one? Okay, mm. can't see. She's That's in front hot. of the camera. Sorry, it's like a little hat. Looks oh, like that is just your regular, regular, just chocolate, Kona raw chocolate with orange. Oh, my gosh. This has no sugar. <laughs> no sugar. This has no sugar. <laughs> yes. I'm in love with you. Now I can make out with you. <laughs> and she's not even a lesbian. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Only on Saturdays. <laughs> All right, so what is this one here right now, this truffle thing? Mm. 
that truffle thing is just a, I call a coconut ball. Coconut, coconut ball? Coconut ball. And we're going to taste that one. I'm so excited about this. Thank you. Mm. You can mm. come back every week. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> okay, here we go. I'm this telling you, food is, is better to me than sex. I oh swear. I didn't admit that, but it's this you is your apple you tart. Okay. Apple That's what you have your apple pie tart. So here you go. Tiff and uh, I get an apple pie next. So she's actually. So wait a minute. I'm confused. All of this stuff is raw and vegan and, and no sugar. sugar? Yes, ma'am. Yes, oh ma'am. My God. I'm on complete shock. You I'm guys, like not even kidding. I've never I had it here to taste this. That's raw and that has. Like, how do you make it sweet? I don't understand. Is it fruit sugars, fructose? I know. No. Oh, no? no. That's gross. Okay. No. And the apples yeah, basically. The apple pie. Yeah. actually has what I call alchemy treats in it. And so this I, is the healing stuff, too. Right. So I can eat this and get healthy, and, too? Yeah. This is dessert, homemade from Kava Kava. There's Kava Kava in that. Now, what, what is Kava Kava? Kava Kava is a natural anesthetic and also removes pain from the body. Mm. So I come up with different things. Mm. I make an apple mm. pie. It, mm-hmm. I just love about healing. So mm. I thought, why the heck not? Holy smokes, Batman. <laughs> I am not joking you. If you were in our studio right now, you would be having an orgasm on the floor too. <laughs> too. So, <laughs> so I, I, <laughs> what I don't understand is that this food mm-hmm. tastes so good. Right. It's raw vegan. Yes. It's not supposed to taste you good. You should open a restaurant or something or a food <gasps> truck. Well, well, that's what people say, right? They say it doesn't taste good. Right. That food tastes good. Well, that's why. Sure. I, but guess what? My book was called "It's Vegan and It Tastes Good." That was my first. That's book. your book. How do we find your book? You can go to Amazon.com or you can go to ChefSessyFoodAlchemist.com. And what's mm. your website? It is ChefSessyFoodAlchemist.com. Okay, so you basically you can take a client, help them with their health problems, get them on a new diet that actually tastes good, yep. and gives them candy and everything like this. Yep. And candy. <laughs> it is candy. It's it so is. Good. It's yeah. candy. It tastes like candy. She gave us apple pies, truffles, uh, coconut bars. That, are, that actually add nutritional value. Right. See, like the... Wait, so I can actually eat yummy right. and, and healthy. Correct. See, and the thing is, this is what I want to do, but I want to take you guys to another place. Like, I'll be in going to Montego Bay okay. to take to actually show you just what I did, how to actually do this in Montego Bay in May in 2015. Then September, we'll, awesome. we'll be going to do some <laughs> healing and actually doing... Um, with the Bushmen and traditional, as well as going to Belize in 2015. And they can find that all on the website okay. that you can amazing. actually make payments. So if you really, really want to do this, mm-hmm. this would be amazing. The, the goal is to take this worldwide, to go and take America to other countries mm-hmm. and do these retreats. And wow. their retreats are for nine it. to 10 I days. I love this woman. I'm so glad you've been on the show. Now you can Me stay too. on with us on the next show. Okay? okay. Your friend is coming on next. We just have... We are wrapping it up in a time. I'm sorry. Half an hour goes really fast with us, doesn't it? Because we're talking does. about, you know, dildos. And that was so much fun, though. Truffles and candy and that mine. heals you and cures your cancer and stuff. That's awesome. the Sydney Silver Show for you. So, everybody, say bye-bye. Bye. Nice talking to you. Sydney Silver Show. Thank SydneySilverShow.com. Bye-bye. Blog Talk Radio.
like to manifest. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, the lines are open. If you would like to call in, the number is 213-943-3507. And if you have a question, push that number one for me to acknowledge you that you are available. Again, that number is 213-943-3507. And push one. It raises your hand. It lets 
the operator know that you have a question for us. We're going to start manifesting our dreams in the world today and make them reality. I thought we would work on building a foundation of wealth and some things that can help you build your wealth up in manifesting, okay? There's so many things. And I was wondering, like, what do we need? Some of us need financial education, housing education, credit counseling application, and information and resources. <laughs> and it's a beautiful thing um, how we do it. So we're going to talk about that. But I would like to take us and give time to give thanks for. I myself had a lesson that's hopefully going to turn into a blessing. And I know that you will sometimes, like I said, sometimes you don't see those lessons as being blessings. When you're in the midst of the storm and it's like, what the hey? So I want to share with you Uh, some things that I have from my workbook called Manifestation Workbook by Dr. Cicely D'Angelo, Self-Abundance. And I give you some tools that you can use in things, and it has like crystals and oils and herbs and journals and music, things to incorporate, things of getting you where you are, and some of the things are, number one, having faith in what you're doing, and to keep a record of your daily activities, and do not look at what happened yesterday, keep moving forward if you had a bad day. But if it's wonderful, look back and rejoice in it. Um, At the end of the day, tell yourself why your day was wonderful and what a blessing it was. And at the end of the day, see what you learned from your day. But I have an affirmation for you that it's so wonderful. It's called the great I am. I am the great I am. I am already healed. I am always, uh, I'm already healed. I am insightful to my life's journey. I am loved by self, myself, and my whole self, not the superficial self. Not the outside, but the whole self. I am happy and grateful 
That's why I show this gratitude of all the things that I'm thankful for. For the fact that I opened my eyes. The fact I have hair on my head. The fact that I have smooth skin. I know that's corny, but it's not if you don't have smooth skin. The fact that I can see clearly even if I am wearing glasses or wearing contacts, I am blessed. I am grateful to be able to walk on my legs, one foot in front of the other. I am grateful that my knees bend. Each bend, each crack, I am grateful for. I am grateful that I can feel with my hands. I am grateful that I can open my mouth, not only to eat, but to speak. I am grateful that I hear, even when I don't want to hear the things that are being said. I am grateful for all the people that become a blessing into my life. I am happy because I gave birth to something new in each and every day, I bring life forth in me. I am happy that I am breathing. I am happy that I'm succeeding. I am happy because all things that surround me, even in the midst of a storm, bless me, keep me, and comfort me. I am happy to have my son in my life. I am happy that my son is a wonderful young man. I am happy that I have a family. Okay? I am a believer of my higher self, higher conscious self. And all those above me, if so, I am happy and a believer of my guardian angel. I am a believer in Christ conscious. I am believer of source. I am believer of all things that make it possible for me to be positive. I am, I am a beautiful goddess. I am, I am a beautiful goddess. I am, I am a beautiful goddess. Whew, I am glad I am awake. I am whole. And all from spiritual to mindful to soulful, I am whole. I am healed from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet, from the in and out and all in between. I am insightful. I see and I have wisdom. 
and because I even sight sit down and listen sometimes to my elders. I love myself in every form, in every way. And you can say this. I'm a believer in my higher conscious self. I am beautiful. I am handsome. I'm a beautiful goddess. I am my handsome God. Because we are the image, as they say, that we seek. Now, I have a question for you. What does it take to see for you to see the beauty in yourself? What does it take? What do you need to see the beauty within for the beauty without, on the out, sorry, on the outside? Do you think that beautiful things on the inside cannot be on the outside of reflection? Can you think the beautiful people might not have a beautiful inside? Can we be balanced with both? But I want you to take a time out and tell me, what does it take for you to see the beauty in yourself? Name seven beautiful things about yourself. Can you do that? Name seven beautiful things you see in yourself. And if you can't, My question is to you, what is or what was in your past that has colored your viewing from seeing the beauty within yourself, the love within yourself, the good within yourself? What is something that's been present that makes you think you are not beautiful? Whether it be a person by association, your job, the company that you keep, the beings you surround yourself with, the environment you live in, the places you have stayed. That's just something to think about. You know? And how you can get And find that inner beauty to express it outward. Whether it's singing, la 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 la, la, or reciting beautiful poems, or doing spoken words, or rapping, or creating art, or taking pictures. Or expressing yourself through dance, whether it's at the club or dance contests or with your friends, your families, or an environment of you being creative within yourself. Tell me. Tell me what it is about that. So, again, 
tell me why you don't recognize you are who you are and the beautiful person that you are. Is it those old stories from childhood? Is it those old stories from your teenage years? Is your old stories a young adult? Is your old stories of your college days? Is it old stories of partners in marriage or relationships? Are they the old stories? You hear what I said? Old stories. They're, they're old recordings. So now we got to bring in new recordings, beautiful things, and replace them with beautiful thoughts. And how do you, what that means to bring that new recordings and new stories and new life? What does it mean? I'm going to, you know, I like, I like to share, you know, some personal things, like, as you know, always. It's about recognizing who you are, what you are, and how to go about it. Please know who you are and who you represent and what you are. You are a wonderful, beautifully made being to sit on this planet and show love and understanding and guidance. I wanted to tell you what you bring forth in this world of your art of creating and being creative and being philosophical. I cannot speak this past month. I do not what's going on. Uh, philosophies. Philosophical. There you go. See? It comes, it comes, and it comes. When you're being so, okay, let it go. <laughs> and being able to laugh at yourself is wonderful. Um, because we're going to go through something and we're going to be tried, chest and true. I'm going to tell you. You're going to be tested at times when it seems you're at your happiest to see if you can bounce back. And what I learned today, it is okay to get angry. It's okay to vent. But it's unhealthy to keep those feelings inside. Do it. If you're not manifesting like you want, or life is not feeling what you want, turn it around. Figure out why. Don't do your same things that you've done before because definition of getting something accomplished is moving forward and doing personal growth, not doing the same meticulous thing, the same operation, the same way every day. Because when you do the same thing every day, it doesn't change. Everything is step. It becomes routine. It becomes bored. You fall into a slump. But when you try different things, different ways, different things show up in different ways. 
you are being told you are not loving, then you be the one to say, I love you. And look in the mirror. Take one arm around the shoulder of the other one, cross it. Take the other arm around the other shoulder and cross it. And give yourself a great big hug and say, I, and look yourself in the eye and say, I love you. You are wonderful. You are beautiful. You are creative. You are inspirational. You are all the things you need to be. You are loved. You are lovable. If you can do that, you're good. Don't let nobody take that away from you. Don't let anybody take that away from you. So, I want you to know or ask your question. Do you love yourself? Do you truly love yourself? And and if you love yourself, you're just going to go on that positive. How do you show yourself love? What do you do for yourself to show yourself love? What do you do? How do you go about it? Do you go within and spend time and meditate? Do you walk? Do you sit down and make jewelry? Do you sit down and create candles? Do you sit down and create potions and lotions and all that jazz? Do you sit down and begin to make others' dreams come true instead of your own? What do you do for yourself that shows love to yourself? Do you date yourself? And if not, why not? You should date yourself to see how that you can have that significant other can treat you on a date. Because you know how you want to be treated. So treat yourself first. And when it becomes a habit, You put that energy out there. You put that response out there. You put that signal out there, and it reaches, and you start drawing the people that you need. And do you think you're a lovable person? I bet you you are a lovable person. And if you don't think you're a lovable person, it's because someone told you in your past, in your records, in your time, that you were not lovable. Baby girl, baby boy, that is not true. That's falsehood. There is something lovable about you. There is. No matter how many mistakes or something that's ugly, you can correct it. In some way. 
But then again, that's also not for us to say and judge because who are we to judge one another? Who are we? Not our place. We're not their God. (laughs) You know what I mean? And if you don't have anything, I want you to write down teen things that make you lovable. And then I want you to ask the people around you that you see, that you know, what they love about you. Not what they like, but what they love about you. Is it your laugh? Is it your sense of humor? Is it your spontaneity? Is it your creativeness? Is it your business-minded thoughtfulness? Is it your appreciating, caring for others? These are just some adjectives that describe you. And write them down. Another thing I want you to think about. What are the conditions and emotions you have attached to being loving or being loved? There's a difference. Attached to being loved, loving, you being loving, you giving love, or someone loving you. What conditions and emotions are attached to being loving? What conditions and emotions you have attached being loved? What? Now, going back to our other question that you've asked people about yourself, people told you about love and loving yourself, you believe it to be true. What have told the people told you? Do you believe what they say that they love about you? And the other question is, what have other people told you about love that you have incorporated in your belief system and have it in your esoteric circle or mind or body or feelings in your field that has on you? And why did it have such that a great effect? And think about what do you believe about self-love? And what, what do you think you need to do to make it happen? What do you think? And what do you think it takes to really, truly, truly love yourself? What does it take? Like, hmm, does it take reprogramming? Does it take retraining? Does it take writing your story so it fits your program that you want to try to fit in. 
What does it take? I want you to think about that. And I want you to think about this all week until next week. And I want you to go over this and see how you can get over this hump, this slump, if you're in a slump. But if not, you're in a beautiful, wonderful place of love. How to go about it. Now, let's get to part two about abundance. And let's talk about some of the ways of building a foundation of wealth. You know? Building assets. Okay. I want to... want to ask you some questions, and I want you, these are just uh, some things about finances that you can look at. Economy where people provide for their own needs is known as what an economy? Is it a market? Is it mixed? Is it centralized? Is it subsidized? You keep More money in your community when you buy from what? Own business. Corporate, franchise, locally, non-locally. Think about these things. Before you make a decision, it's important to weigh its costs and benefits so that it's sure your decision is the best choice. Is it important to weigh its advantage and disadvantage so that you are sure your decision is best your choice? Is it important to weigh its fees and interest so you are sure your decision is your best choice? Huh. Interesting, right? The most valuable alternative you give up when you make a decision is your investment capital Opportunity cost, availability benefit, and financial or financial risk. And um, at the end of the show, I'll give you the answer. Items that you need to survive are, but items that you desire but don't need are your services. (laughs) Items you need to survive are your needs, but items that you desire but do not need are your wants. Items you need to survive are your trades, but items that you desire but do not need are your keepers. (laughs) Items that you survive, to survive are your expenses, but items that you desire but do not need are your income. Very simple. And the last question, a written plan of your monthly income expenses is known as a financial account as a a budget or as a investment portfolio or as a resource management plan. Those are some of the things that we are working on. 
And those are the answers, darling. So, so what do you think? Okay. Economy where people provide for their own needs is known as a mixed market. You keep more money in your community when you buy from locally owned businesses. Making decisions important is important to weigh <clears throat> the advantages and disadvantages, you sure your decision is your best choice. And also, I would say cost and benefit. Okay? The most valuable. Okay. <laughs> Items you need to survive are your your needs, but items that you desire but do not need are your wants. Okay? A written plan of your monthly income and expenses is known as a budget. Pretty cool, right? These are some of the things that are going to help you buying locally. You know what it does when you buy locally? It strengthens your economy. So always weigh the advantages and disadvantages of your core and make the best decisions. Which is pretty cool. Oh, excuse me. So funny. Some things that help us get to where we want to do in manifesting. Assessing your interests and abilities and values. These are some things you need to think about. What topic of study did you study most in school? What skills do you do well? What is your area of specialty? What are you interested in away from school or work? What three things are most important to you? Describe the kind of job you might like in your future or your job that you have now. And it's very easy to do something. You can, um, if you're not in a job you're happy with, so you might want to actually really look at your interests and your abilities and values and search for a job. Fill out a resume. Write a resume and a cover letter explaining your experience what your interests were and how they pertain for your new job that you're looking for that you're interested in. 
Um, off, always when you write a resume and a cover letter, I always do a follow-up letter. And you want to know something about the company that you're going to work with to see if they have the same values so you won't get in there and find out this is not what you want. So you want to be on equal footing. Just like they have information about you, you want to have information about them and what their company believes in. Seems like it's simple enough, but sometimes it's really not. So, um, so when you go to the interview, you have some information on the company. Prepare your questions that you want to ask uh, your employer or the interviewer about the company. Let them know that you have really researched and really want to be part of their team to make them see the value of you being an asset. And then if you do a tour, look at the environment and see if that's an environment that you can work, work in. Always look at that. You know? So be careful um, of your resume and your cover letters and as you write them to make sure that they are uh, grammatic errors not um, are not correct uh, fragmented sentences common splice uh, you know those things that uh, some companies look for they don't want it too wordy um, some companies look for a certain phrase and they tell you their mission statement and they tell you what they're looking for and see if you can write your uh, resume to specify exactly what they're looking for if that is you. If you say we're looking for a goal-getter, a uh, person that is self-motivated, um, also are you a goal-getter? Are you self-motivated? Do you need someone to show you and uh, guide you in your best way of learning, you know, and take the bulls by the hands kind of a person? These are some things to look at. Um, so you want to look at uh, a lot of things and be prepared. Uh, do your homework on the company and um, yeah, do your homework, do a lot of research so that you so you don't go in there blindsided. Some people go in blindsided and not understanding. Um, let's get on to manifesting some of the things um, which people don't like sometimes is putting yourself on a budget, planning um, your expenses for the month. You got to see, uh, track your needs your access resources, the money that you're saving. Um, and there are some banks that actually, like if you want a vacation, they have a vacation um, account that you can put your money in. If you want to save for a house or something, they have that account and you have a certain goal that you want to meet. Like it's best to do this at credit unions. Um they let you go in there and you put that money and it adds interest. It, it gets interest on it, but you don't get to take this money out until you save this. So if you have an emergency, you still can't take that money out. Even though it's your money, you can't take it out. It's there, but you said that this is what you want to do and they're going to help you. They're going to make you accountable. 
uh, for that uh, particular account, whether it's a vacation and Christmas funds. I used to have this back in the day when I was a kid called P, uh, P, PSFS Bank that turned to Melanin Bank when I was a kid, where we put little quarters in these little books and we would save them like our little quarters and then we'd take them and put them in our uh, account, our savings account, which is really good. Um, so cool, right? And I think they have them. You can go to credit unions and open account with your children and let them work on stuff for them for their allowance and let them see about saving and understanding. And sometimes credit union also have classes for the little ones for them to understand of getting a better understanding about finances and they'll get to see the interest. So the more they save, it makes kids really interested in learning and saving more. So as we're talking about your budget and we're talking about your needs versus your wants and what you need to do is what is a need and what is a want? One is things that you can do without and these are things you need to survive like food, um, your car insurance or car, gas, electric utilities, um, laundry soap, toilet paper, personal hygiene care. These are things that need to be done, and groceries. These are things that need to be happen on a daily basis that you use, and that these are needs. Wants are things like you want, um, like a 109-inch uh, flat-screen CD TV. That is a want, or a $800 dress, um, for something, or a concert ticket. These are wants, not needs. And there's a difference. Medical is a need, not a want. And sometimes we put our needs into a want, meaning I'm not going to go to the doctors because it'll do this. And some of us have to put ourselves in that position because we pay for our medical and then we get the bill. It's like two, three hundred, four hundred, six hundred dollars just to be seen. And that's a bit much for some of us. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's something to look at. So I suggest you make a track sheet of your needs and a monthly spending summary for your fixed expenses, like I said, car payment, mortgage, loans, and blah, blah, blah. Flexible expenses are phone, car repairs, gasoline. Um Flexible can be movies, concerts, eating out. Um, fixed expenses. Also flexible um, expenses are credit cards. They can be flexible as well. And you want to add them in there. Um, and you want to know how much do you spend on your once in one year? How much does it take to get your needs met? Are you overspending for your needs and your wants that you're not able to pay? So you have to reevaluate that and how to make it happen. Um, like, And that'll help with your monthly income summary. Um, and like I said, save goals. Um, you might want to do a short-term goal for one to three months. 
a midterm goal from three months to one year, long-term goal for one year. And also, you might want to have um, emergency account for something emergency that happened, supposing the plumbing ba breaks or uh, the water heater breaks. You want to have some money that you're able to take out your paycheck and put into these different saving accounts. One is emergency and one for vacation or one for Christmas or whatever you can. And you will find out this money when you start reducing will be able, be able to be affordable each month by you doing that. Um, getting your income. And the thing is, you know, your take-home pay, the money from, you know, people and other things, scholarships and other things, and all of your income. You add it together and you see what it makes, and then you do your expenses, and then you break it down. Um, oh, itching, sorry. Itching, itching, itching. So, um, Ooh, gotta stretch I am gonna take a little commercial break for a minute. Okay, I am back. I am so sorry. <laughs> silly me, silly me. So um, if you want to speak, like I said, press the number one button and you'll be live. So I was going to tell you about the benefits of having a checking account and a savings account to get, we're getting this financial thing on a ring of my roll. And one of the things is a checking account for some people that don't know is an account that allows you to write checks and deposit and withdraw money, while a saving account is a de deposit account that pays interest and allows withdrawals. Very simple, right? So, hmm, let me explain it. And also, did you guys just check this out? I don't know if you know anything about the certificate uh, or what we call CDs. And they used to have back in the day when I was a, uh, a kid, bonds and mutual funds and joint accounts. And CDs are money kept in account for a specific time, specified time period, unchanging interest rate. Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not so hot topsy. 
there's a penalty charge if you go outside that time and take the money from them, okay? Um, joint accounts are basically if you two or people more together, saving no big deal. Higher interest rates sometimes or not. Mutual funds offers higher interest than the CD savings and accounts and so forth. And I want to explain about simple interest. Earning accounts only pay you money for your deposit into your account. Compound interest earned accounts pays you the money you deposit into your account and interest previously owned. With the compound interest earning account, you can calculate how long it would take to double your money by using 72 interest percent percentage. Years to double your money. If 12% interest, then it's 72 times 12 divided by 12, which is 6, which is not bad. See what I'm saying? So that's some people get um, confused in uh, getting their exercise and getting their stuff started. So it's okay. Like I said, that's just some things. Uh, when you're looking for accounts, shop around. Um, make sure you're getting the best interest on your account, whether it's a CD, mutual fund. Um, and make sure that you pick the account that you want. You want to be able to count the simple interest for your account. You want to calculate the compound interest on your account. Um, you want to go to some banks in your neighborhood, near your school, near your work. Um you know, where you're at the most. And like I said, always shop around. Um, some things you'll need, you know, your name, address, birth certificate, ID, okay? And um, you'll do agreement of the terms that they have. You'll sign a document. Some people don't know this. And using accounts um, in the following section, that you will learn about making a deposit, how to write a check, you will check uh, register, that's mean keeping track of the checks that you write and deducting it from your account, um, reading your account statements, balancing your checkbook, using an ATM card, preventing forgery, and managing your account. So when you're making deposits, you'll make a slip, and some of these things I'm saying, because I don't know who's actually all listening to my program. It could be someone of um, young that's never seen chess or how to write checks because some people just do the ATM thing. Um, I was like that for a long time. And you want to be able to read your account statement of the money you're depositing and the money that you withdraw. So you want to get in the habit of doing that and you want to get in the habit of deducting the money from your ATM account. Um, you want to get really good at and proficient in ma managing your account. Um, It's very important. Um, I want to talk to you about credit. Um, there are different kinds of credit, so I want you to listen. Revolving credit is a type of credit that allows you to borrow money at any time to set a limit. As you pay back, when you borrow, the money becomes available for you to borrow again. Credit cards, department cards, gas, gasoline cards. Installment credit allows you to borrow specific specific amount of money at one time for a divine purpose. You establish a payment plan for your lender to repay back 
on a regular basis, the amount of interest you will pay during the time period. That can be uh, auto loans, student loans for college, home loans, mortgage. Okay. Service credit is a credit that some business and utility offer allows you to pay for service after you receive it. Often, if you pay the complete sum, um, it usually takes 30 to 60 days to have the fees or interest if you're unable to make the payment. That during the time there's a penalty charge and you will be um, you'll be in debt. Easy access credit is a short-term credit loan, uh, which is a payday loan, a rent-to-own. Like uh, what is that place? Payday loan. Quicken loans sometimes are payday loans. Um, um, I think I'm not. Don't sorry, can't say that. Um, Renter Center um, is rent your furnished rent to own. Aaron's, Arrows, or some other places. Um, and these are, uh, there's like, they, these people say easy creditors. Um, business granting credit <laughs> that grant you credit are pawn shops, provide loans in exchange for personal property. Loan sharks, let money extreme high rates. <laughs> and like I said, rent to own stores. Credit can be obtained in two forms, secure and unsecure. Secure is when you ask to provide something of value to guarantee you will pay the debt. If you fall repaying the debt, it takes guaranteed repayment. Revolving service sometimes requires guaranteed a form of cash deposit. Installment credit is guaranteed car loan for your car. Unsecure credit is when you guarantee when there's a guarantee and not required, like no money put down. Um you want to know about um, your credit history, and that's another thing. And knowing um, there's three credit uh, people out there, which is um, Equifax, Experian, TransUnion, and then I, there's these other things I which I learned: um, Credit Sesame, Credit Karma, and they do what some of them call a vantage point um, score because not everybody checks them, Equifax or whatever, the three credit cards. And you got to also make sure that um, every uh, your utility companies are reporting your payments in and you're, requi- you're entitled every year to your credit report. Um, also, you're entitled to... Uh, when you apply for a credit card and they turn you down, you're required, you can um, get a, a copy of that, why they turned you down and um, from that credit, if they reported that. So that's something good that you really need to know when you're doing your uh, credit and good credit. Um, you know, you need credit scores. Uh, basically, they're saying um, if you fall below 600 or less, you're going to pay more interest on um, stuff if you're up there between eight and eight fifty. That's really ex- excellent uh, credit, and you'll pay a lower interest rate on your goods. And also, um, your credit score. Sometimes uh, your employers look at it when you're buying a home, a credit, apartment, phone, electric company, and um, they have a grading system. Um, 780 above is an A plus. 720 to 779 is an A minus. 680 to 79 is a B. 620 to 670 
nine is a C, five, five, fifty, the six, nineteen is a D, five, forty-nine below is an F, then not very good. And the difference, like I said, you get a FICO score, which is a combined of all the scores together, which they get, which makes a big difference. Um, so you want to uh, keep your debt to ratio down to you. If you have credit cards, you want to be in the 30%. Um, and if you doesn't have credit, um, these are some ways you can do how to build your credit. Open and maintain a credit account. Follow your budget, pay your bills on time, avoid access, ex inquiries about your credit report, check your credit report regularly to make sure there's no errors, and really read under the Fair Credit Report app. And you can, um, as like I said, receive a copy of your credit report from any agency. Some Experian, Exifax, and TransUnion. Um, and also, you can get information from the Federal Trade Commission. They're the one that govern your uh, credit report and your credit report card. So if you're having a problem, you can always call them and request that and talk to them and tell them about your problems that you're having and what is not. So you want to know what a credit report looks like. You want to have some information how to get it down and what each credit is looking for. If you're looking to buy something, you want to be debt to ratio 30 percent 30, 30 or low, um, and you can talk to your credit card which one they'll keep open. Okay, um, so these are really good things that you can do. So, um, we're not going to go any more further than that. I know some people are like absolutely totally bored, know your taxes, what tax brackets you fall in, um, know your expenses, which is really important. And these are all important because this is about your manifesting. And like I said, it's very cool um, of what you're doing um, and helping yourself get better. I want to know how many people actually meditate. I got something. Every moment, the universe is beginning anew. There's no ending to the universe because it's every moment is still beginning. Hmm. Every moment, the universe is beginning anew. There's no ending to the universe because in every moment, it's still beginning. Beginning, every beginning, and beginning and beginning again. It's always renewing itself. How splendor is that? Complacent, right? Splendidipity. Splendidipity. So I want you to take a walk in the world and figure out what you want and how to go about it. What is so important in your life, and why do you want it? And why is it so hard to achieve? Why is it so hard to achieve?
Are you there? Are you there? So, okay. Oh, so. Um, would you know how if someone gave you directions, would it need to be audio? Would it need to be visual? Would it need to be tactile for you to learn? Would it? So you got to figure out what kind of learner you are and um, how to go about it and what keeps you going and growing. (laughs) So... It's keeping up and keeping bright and going about your day and manifesting in each and every way. See yourself in bliss even when you're in the darkness. And like I said, let yourself express the feelings of emotions. I even write it down and burn it and then go back and think of a plan to rewrite it, the thing which you thought you were not victorious about, and how to get this victory should be yours. I'm trying to do something different by bringing you things for you to understand about getting money. And I want you to open yourself up to be able to do those things. So I would like for you to take a break and actually work with me. Okay, take a break and work with me. And we're going to do a little, little, you got a little commercial coming on now. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Cicely D'Angelo. I would like to welcome you to Dr. Cicely D'Angelo's product on Facebook, where you can learn about her shampoo, her condition, her hair gel, her oil, her breathless cream, her lotions and potions and all the things that heal her body and yours if you so choose. Because love and care and some angelic and changing energy over these products as she makes them from scratch, from the coconuts, from the Hawaiian land, she brings them to you 
and shows you and guides you with instruction on how to bring these herbs in and massage them in for the team to uplift with enhancing vitamins that nourish and moisturize the skin. The lotion that penetrates deep and heals and shows all the food and relaxes the muscle is made according to the nutrients that shape itself with oil Everything is made. The use of the shampoo made with black African black soap. It enhances herbs and puts them in there and infuses them so that they heal. You put in rosemary and sage top your hair and bring it to life and give moisture. Also, it exfoliates and heals the body for your scalp to be nourished. How many people can say their scalp has been nourished and blessed and exfoliated with this product? Only created by Dr. Angelo. Made and created it has the fuzzy bath ball. It has rose that float up and relax the body. It has little minions that are made with turmeric and orange oil to relax the body with a, a hoba oil that also is the seed of relief for the child that is not dangerous to the child, that is not hurt. These products at Dr. Sicily, the Angela, products you want to take right away. Again, go to Dr. Sicily, the Angelo's products on Facebook. Or, if you have time, call 480 Zero seven, and leave a message after the sound of the tone, and someone from our customer department will get back to you. And the product, and the pricing, and the shipping, and the handling. Tell us we're in the world where we can send you our beautiful products. Have a wonderful day. Workbook One, Dr. Cecily D'Angelo's Self Abundance on Amazon.com. And then I have an alchemy, culinary alchemy for the alchemist that wants to learn for healing. Also, I have It's Vegan and It Tastes Good. That book is available on Amazon as well. And it's also available in ebook as well for you to be able to download. So it's up to you. 
if you would like to get this. And you can also find that on Dr. Cicely Viandolo PhD page. Uh, you will find her book and her classes or my classes and workshops coming near you. So I'm hoping everyone is having a great time and I want to thanks for the chat people in the chat room that have been engaging and we've been having some conversation and that keeping me engaged and, you know, just like really wonderful and sharing their insight of their meditation experience and some of the blockage and some of the questions they were able to answer. So thank you so much for being interactive in my show tonight and helping it help me rock this out on a Thursday my time, it's now Friday. It's 28 minutes after Friday. And I see some of my fellow people are getting sleepy. So I want to end this on a quick note. And I want to say blessings to all. I hope you will stay tuned. And I hope we do this again on Manifestation Workbook or Manifestation Quench Your Thirst on Thursday. Manifest and quench your thirst on Thursday with Dr. Cicely D'Angelo. It has been a pleasure being with all of you. I would like to say aloha, ashe, mer, love, light, peace, and longevity to each and every one of you and blessings. Ciao. Good morning. Good evening. I don't know where you are at this present time. I am your favorite food alchemist. This is brought to you by Food Alchemy Network on Ustream as well as Blog Talk. I have some information that I want to share today. So what I am going to do for the number nine is the nine energy for numerology is new beginnings and new focus and ending of all i'm going to say it's going to ending up all negativity being that it's nine i want to revelate in that energy with you so what i am going to do i am going to pull a card today um you know um i think <clears throat> it's needed so and we're also going to work on that herb today so i want to give you as much as possible so uh, these cards are totally different than uh, most people have. I have um, what they call tarot herbology cards, which is very good. So if you like to learn about herbs and so forth, it will help you, but also it'll give you some information about tarot. So with that being said, 11, 8, 9. And we're going to work on the number 9. Wow. This is the lovers. Wow. I don't know if you guys can see it. It's, can you see it? The lovers. And it's talking about the herb parsley. Lovers. I love that. This is the lovers card. You know, I was like, I really want you guys to see it. But I guess my light is very, very bright. Can you guys see it? I'm trying. I'm really, really trying. Okay, let's talk about parsley. Parsley's been 
use for years as um when i was a kid we used to i used to work in a restaurant called ponderosa steakhouse and we used to use parsley and kale as decoration we didn't eat it <laughs> we just bought it to make the salad bar look nice isn't that funny i worked in the salad bar that was my favorite section because i was not uh i didn't like the meat i would like get a great big plate and i would just eat you know salad so this sees where i'm at <laughs> Kind of funny now we're going back um seeing the connections but um as decorations we used to just use it parsley and when they used to give you steak they used to give you a tiny little thing of parsley but what they didn't realize that parsley is also neutral it also helps your breath it also helps your health um i really want to talk about that um so with that being said i also want to pull another card i want to pull a crystal card and I want to do that for you. I mean, it's wonderful. Uh, so it's it helps your body. It helps your immune system fight back. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. Six, seven, eight. Ah, selenite. My favorite, 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 favorite stone. As I'm sitting with you, I have a selenite. Uh, I don't know what to call it. It's like a weird, uh, it's a beautiful shape. Uh, this is my selenite for you guys. Like this is a, a shape of my selenite. It reminds me of basically going to, to Sedona. You're going up the mountain and, and seeing these hills. So I really, you know, like it. So I have my selenite as I'm doing um, my work for me. Uh, and it's basically good for uh, meditation um it fills out um ego based uh ego ego like your ego your mind um it filters out the, the ego based in yourself and distraction like sometimes our self-ego could get in the way of our purpose and destination um it helps get in touch with our life purpose it also uh helps aid us and focus and concentrate and dispels confusion so this is a stone if you're confused about a situation you might want to put it under your pillow you might want to put it under the chair you might want to sit in front of it you want to sit there and meditate and just gaze at it put on some light music and just sit there and ask that selenite stone to help you realize for it. i also know that it's a psychic stone i would say a lot of psychics actually have that stone it its vibration is linked to the angels and a higher vibration of spiritual entities it, it helps you communicate telepathically um, opens past lives links and clear negative influences so before i started this video i was you know going on something negative about emotions and as spirit led me which is funny um to erase that video because it's that's not um what i'm going for i want to be about love we got enough negativity in the world and i want to be a bigger person than letting someone else's negativity really um affect me and that's an issue as i'm growing i'm learning i have to let go some of the things in our past and look at them as lessons because they are lessons and keep going on um enables us to bring life purpose into mundane consciousness it guides us to resolve unnecessary uh, lessons see it brings us to understand right actions and promote peaceful and purpose work 
purposeful work, okay? It is basically healing us at an energetic level, you know? It also um, works with neutralizing mercury alignment in the central nervous system, helping us accept connection to the cycle of life, death, and rebirth, which is again, number nine is about death and rebirth. Again, so you see significant uh, synchronicity that this is going on. Um, it's it's basically if you're getting this a lot or seeing a selenite or being drawn to that it's time um for clarity and concentration and it will stop the confusion and move the cloudiness if you know the selenite it has it looks like it's kind of cloudy but it's basically going to help you uh get better and move that uh <clears throat> negativity out excuse me um ladies and gentlemen my throat i've been so thinking about what i want to do today uh that it's um really interesting you know um i want to talk to you more about parsley uh and some of the aspects of parsley and what it can do for your body but i like i said i know that you definitely is one of the go-to uh herbs when you have um one of the go-to herbs when you want to freshen your breath or you're eating too much garlic. You notice if you're eating too much garlic, they always, always, always put uh, parsley <laughs> with your meal. And and that's really good. You know, parsley is also the autoimmune nervous system. Fluid retention is also good for diuretic, a natural diuretic. Like I said, it's a breath cleanser, so it keeps your breath clean, especially after eating garlic. Um, it also um, it also dries up mother's milk after you're nursing, and you don't want to, uh, you know, you don't want to take those pills and, and go through the pain and the anguish of, you know, your breast filling up. Um, it helps swollen uh, breasts, you know, come down a little bit. Um, take it out. There's different ways that you can do that, and also it's used as a deodorant and is a good source of iron. Um, and it's also a good source of potassium source. So, you know, you might want to put that to your mashed potatoes, parsley, garlic, and mashed potatoes, parsley, garlic, and cauliflower, parsley, garlic, and roasted sweet potatoes or roasted purple potatoes from Hawaii. So there's different things. Um, it's basically a, a good diuretic. It gets rid of the body of fluid retention. It strengthens and rebuilds weakened muscles. That's the why the iron is good. It's an excellent source of vegetable potassium and iron because it's not a animal pro, you know, product, which of course, but it also helps our digestive system and help us digest vegetables and food. So that's another reason that they put the parsley on the plate. And they've been doing it, and some have been doing it for directions or decoration, excuse me, for decorations, but didn't realize the source of what they were putting the parsley on the plate in the restaurants. It was what you would do, just like when you go to a restaurant and you eat uh, the fennel seeds. It helps your digestive system after eating the food. They, uh, a lot of restaurants have them with little sugar cubes uh, with the fennel or fennel cold sugar. Or they put them in there and you put them on your uh, spoon or something and you put them in your mouth and you just exactly just chew. And it helps the digestive system so the food that you eat is easily digestible. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
it also kills parasites in your scalp. So if you have any parasites or uh, lice or whatever, I don't know any other bugs that bugs that are parasites that are in your scalp, but they get rid of them, especially lice. They're very, very good. Um, I wouldn't know. I've never had lice. Um, I just know um, a little girl went to school and somehow came home with lice and her mother didn't know what to do. So what we did is I got some camphor. I crushed it up with some olive oil and some parsley and we put it on the scalp and let it sit and um, got rid of it and we and I made a shampoo with parsley shampoo and conditioner and then made an oil again to make sure that it was all gone um, and also what I did is make a spray so once you know uh, lice cannot stand that um, smell or the herb herbal um, how do I put it what the parsley does it can't stand it so it's going to just go bye-bye you know that's the best way so you got to forgive me for um <clears throat> not having appropriate words uh to say at this time um also let's really really um get down to uh our body you know just really work on our barley and I really want to talk about your, you know, your frequencies and where you're at right now today. So we talked about parsley and I did my, what I call my holistic reading kind of situation where I gave you the crystals. Um, yeah, I gave you the crystals and lovers. That means you're engaging, you're, you're discovering new things and it's a path of new love coming into your life so be aware whether it's a person it could be a new passion of a hobby a new career uh, a new love uh, you know a friend that is close not lovers like but just as that uh, metaphorically connection um, if you don't have a love um, maybe this is a love interest that is coming in and coming forth and that's going to show you the love that uh, you could reach so I just thought that that would really you know help you out uh, today with that but let's get really down to the nitty-gritty of um, our things and the things that I use so there are some of the things and I wanted to give you like a just a simple aromatic uh, like bath or facial or something that you can use so let's think about it I'm gonna go to maybe the ninth one I'm picking out of all my uh, things and I'm gonna go for the number nine okay so I got this one it is basically a evening salt soak that you would use um, soaking in dead sea salt has a tranquility effect on the body okay um, it's it has an effective treatment after a long day of tired and restlessness and sitting at the desk or standing on your feet or walking on your feet or 
you know, just doing so much exuberant energy where if you're a waitress or a doctor or a nurse or something in a field that you're just always going to, and you're using your energy, whether you're doing psychology or whether you're sitting down being a counselor, a social worker, a caseworker, uh, something that basically draw you need a lot of your energy and you don't realize that you're putting out a lot of your energy during that time when you're doing that you're really thinking that you know you're just doing your job but it's not you're using your psyche your mind your body your spirit and it's all in because you're basically don't realize you're using your intuitive gift to tune into this person whether they're lying to you whether you can be sympathetic where you can pull in all kinds of energy to be able to help this person. So I wanted to give you um, something that you can use, like a salt. So um, you can buy dead sea salt. Some people like Epsom salt. Um, what I like to do is I go for one pound of dead sea salt because it's a detoxant and it pulls the de de toxics out of your body. Also, what I put in is one cup of baking soda. What I do is I get a bowl a big bowl whether it's a wooden bowl or stainless steel bowl and i put my dead seed salt in there um i go up to three pounds or more um all depends on how you're detox detoxifying your body and i'll show you, you know what you need to do for that so what i'll do is one pound of dead sea salt uh two cups of baking soda um i put in about four drops of clary sage which is a nerve uh, it, it removes pain. It, it's a nerve uh, herb that basically helps the nerves relax. So it's like a relaxer. It, you know, uh, takes away the pain. Um, it's almost like kava kava. It's almost like willow bark. Uh, these are things, these are herbs that actually remove pain. And it helps you relax. So I would use, it said four drops of clary sage. Um two drops of which I would say lavender and then I would use two drops of calomel in there just put it together and if you can if you can find some lavender uh, flowers they're dry that you can find them at uh, different stores or health food stores or you know online Amazon being one um, other things that you can do. So what you can do is you get the flowers and what you can do is put them in your food processor with the S, of course, S uh, blade and chop them up and put them in there. And what you do is you can put all the stuff that I'm saying, you can put the lavender and the herbs and stuff in a little sachet bag so that when it's not clogging up your tub, but the oils you can put in with the other baking soda dry mixture and put it in a tub and run your bath water make sure it's not too hot make sure it's warm because you can actually elevate your body too much and if you have high blood pressure it's not good for high blood pressure to run a hot bath so you want to keep it warm so that's another thing to be careful of but also you don't want it too cold either you just want it like really warm temperature just a little bit warmer than um, your body like if you can put the water on your skin um, drop it on and it's too hot don't get in um, but if it's just right then that's good enough for you uh, just stick a finger in just a little tiny bit so you don't burn yourself uh, they also have these new bath monitors uh, 
thermometers that you can actually see the temperature uh, for them. And your body temperature is 98.6 for some, and some people's 99.6. Some people's body temperatures off that stir regular actually uh, temperature mines is 99.6. That's what it is. Always has been. And people think I have a fever, but I don't. That's just always been my body temperature, even as a kid. <laughs> just talk about strains. Like I have very low, low blood pressure. Um, they're trying to figure it out. I've always had low pressure pressure. My mother's had low blood pressure. My daughter has low blood pressure. I think my son has low blood pressure or normal blood pressure. But we don't tend to have in our our genetic bank um, high blood pressure. Um, my grandmother didn't have high blood pressure. And um, I don't think my aunt has high blood pressure. I don't think. So it, I have a lot of females in my family that I'm noticing a pattern and not a lot of male uh in my my maternal uh, family line. And they're very strong women. My mother's a strong woman. My aunt's a very strong woman. My grandmother was a very strong woman um, to do what she did and to be who she is in that time in the 1900s and raise uh, two wonderful, independent, uh, strong women and also to help raise me until 1975 is a big undertaking, another female child. So my hat's off to her. Um, but some of the ways that I have are contribute to my Nona of her way of her eating. Everything was natural. She did not, she didn't believe in going uh, to the doctor. She would figure something out like, you know, just simple stuff, you know, just talking about my grandma just gets me into memory mode of like when you eat too much chocolate, she used to give uh, my aunt and my mother castor oil to actually drink too so because they ate too much chocolate i mean I, I that is like so cool <laughs> and she would give them cod liver oil which they really hated i mean these are just the absolute epitome um epitome of their childhood of what they had and they used to eat vicks i, I told you guys this on, on a blog talk one night it's just amazing at the things that my Nana did that I'm actually picking up and my ancestors did that I'm picking up and, and going forth with. So it's all about the herbs. And I would say for you guys out there, figure out what is actually in your uh, area. Um, like what is indigenous to your state? Uh, like in Hawaii, I love his hibiscus. Uh, I really didn't find out what was uh florida's thing when i was there i really didn't know what pennsylvania was uh their native plant there what you would do how to survive um i know that in arizona is the nepal there's the cactus plants so you got your aloe and aloe has been around for many many centuries and has been used before the uh egyptians time and it has healing properties for the inside as well, it inside and out, it heals the body. It basically helps you cleanse the inside, your intestines. It helps strengthen your body, your stomach and other organs and basically cleans you out the bitters. But also you can use it for scars, burns. It cools down the body and starts heal so you don't have scarring. So that's another plant that you might want to look into, aloe. Um, lavender, you can make lavender tea, you can make a lavender bath, you can get lavender and essential oils. Lather is a nice calming herb. 
it is good and essential for when you are upset they used to put lavender back in the day in the uh the pillows so children and adults could go to sleep so they used to clean them down and actually put it in there um they also used to clean with lavender a lot made they made a lot of them made they didn't go to the store and buy uh like we do like these home products only thing i was wearing that my nana bought um as a kid was pine saw pine saw white nurse white nurse cap pine saw she used to buy and it was very strong and it cleaned um, so I grew up as that when a kid too, and my mom did that until they ran out, and then they had Pine Saw, P-I-S-O-L, that that one, but it was White Cap Pine Saw, and she also used something called Lysol. It's a concentrated, it's very thick, it's it's very strong, it smells like medicine, and it will kill 99.9% .9 of any bacteria, antifungal, and everything. She use that as a kid i mean that's the only thing i remember her buying um and putting that and that has a very strong smell and i was wondering why as you know as i grew up and was with my own kids that i was drawn to these certain things again it's about in a, uh, reliving and connection to my my nana and i learned that um and then i just really started getting into herbs been studying herbs since a little girl so not realizing uh my heritage and exactly where she come from that she would do everything give the colon cleansers so cleaning out our colon is nothing new summer spring fall and winter is when you should be doing it east equinox or uh you know solar solar equinox solar the equinox and the solstice sorry the winter solstice you should be doing that and changing your diet and changing your habit because each three months or say three month cycle your body is always changing and in seven years your body actually grows a whole new you so you know seven 14 21 do you need to see the significance and the numbers and the aging in our body so i just wanted to share with you some of the things uh that i'm going to be doing and i'm going to be talking about different diseases for autoimmunes and different herbs today so stay tuned to other videos and if you like this like it on uh, facebook like it on youtube and request that i do more so i hope to see you soon and i want to say nothing but peace and blessings to you oh also your favorite food alchemist says love light life longevity and much prosperity to you i'm your favorite food alchemist hello everyone i want to welcome you to my show i would like to say this is going to be at a magnificent event of us getting together as sisters manifesting we are going to bring a bring a sisters manifesting we're going to bring a wonderful circle of sisters and women of all walks of life and we're going to show you how to manifest say what you want mean what you want and put it out there we're going to give you the tools so and also if you have anything that you want to manifest and that needs to bring forth and come into your life whether it's money health finance a dream a purpose and all of these wonderful juicy things that you want to see in your life this is what we do we're going to bring it to you live straight and forward we want you to understand that anything that you want 
you have the capability of making. So let me introduce myself. I am your favorite food alchemist. I've been around for quite some time. I would like to take you on journeys of healing your body with what I like called alchemy from body, mind, and soul. That means taking your DNA and RNA codes and reversing them. So if you have a health issue, there's little codes in your body and the little strands that they tell you that are re-unaligned and untwisted or not straightened, as we say. We align them back into the body. Can you feel it? Back into the body. That's what we do. We put a plethora of information by using oils, herbs, affirmation, things that are positive to bring back into that body and stand you on ground. So without further ado, I have my wonderful guest, Amber. I have Alicia. She's going to talk uh, about all plethora thing. I have Chef Naomi, I have Heidi, I have a lot of plethora of women that are going to come back and tell you some things that you can manifest. Whether your belief is if you're a Christian or a pagan or Muslim or whatever, these are tools that you're going to be able to use. This is a non-prejudicial, judgmental show. So no matter what it is, let's come together as sisters and manifest our dreams together. Are you ready to take the plunge with me? Are you ready? Can you see it? Can you feel it? So I am ready to begin my journey. So I want to give my guests a chance to introduce themselves and give you just a little plethora of information of where they come from. Okay, so there's going to be some people glipping in and glipping out. Um, and you can watch this live on YouTube TV as we speak. And what you need to do is go to Food Alchemy Network on YouTube and look under Food Alchemist, and there it is. And you also, because this is being recorded, this also will be put on Raku and True Psychic Networks, and I will let you know the update. So if you don't have my website, WWCHEF. S E S S Y F O O D A L C H E M I S T dot com. That is Chef Sessi Food dot com. Go to that website. Or you can find me on Facebook under Food Alchemist. And I am the one with the machete. I have this red machete because I'm ready to take on the world and cut the mess down to pieces and disappear. So you can put that information so that's where you'll find the plethora of information where you can see it on Raku and True Psychic Network. So, are you ready to begin, ladies and gentlemen? I am. We're going to bring in our first caller, and that is 954. Let's go. Are you ready? Hello. How are you, love? Amber, you have been unmuted. Oh, hi. How are you? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't recognize my number. <laughs> Hello. How are you? I feel so excited to be on this program with you today. Hold on. Tell a little, our audience a little bit about you um, because I'm getting a little back backup echo, so I'm trying to control that so it's not on the video. Uh, okay. Well, the, my story is that I am a storyteller from a long line of storytellers. Uh, in my family, my 
father, my grandfather, many of my family members were storytellers. And what I've learned about storytelling is that you can retell your story. You can tell a new story. You don't have to be stuck in a story that you were given or that someone told you that you are. You can now take charge of that, which is exactly what your program is about. Because we live our story. And sometimes we were pre-programmed by uh, our you know, family members who thought they were doing the best for us, but they were accidentally us. And now, as we come into consciousness and realize, oh no, I, am now, I can now tell my new story. So that's what I'm about, storytelling and how it works for you. That works. Wonderful. And where are you calling us from? Tell us what great state are you in right now? I'm in California. I'm in Orange County, California, right near the Pacific Ocean. Really beautiful place here that I live. Awesome. Love it, love it, love it. So what is your idea on manifesting? Give us an idea of how manifesting goes for you. Well, I actually manifested some really wonderful uh, events in my life. And the way I did it was, I was a daydreamer from the time I was a little girl. And they often said to me, um, you're just a daydreamer. Get real. Pay attention. But what I've come to realize is that everything we really want, everything around us, the clothes we're wearing, the house we live in, um, anything that we own, look at it, it originally was somebody's dream. It was a daydream. So I've learned the power of dreaming, and what I teach people is how to daydream, and then take that right into the night when you go to sleep. You can take that right into your unconscious by what they call lucid dreaming. So you go to sleep telling yourself or describing a dream to yourself, and then in the night that dream will continue, and next thing you know it manifests in your life. Awesome. That is so great. So my other... Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No one to. Well, I was just going to say, it's, it's fun and easy. We, we, we often make life so hard when it's really full of play and fun and adventure, but somebody sold us on the idea that it had to be hard and painful and miserable and, you know, ain't it awful and poor little me, but there's a whole new mindset afoot right now, and you're part of that, that we can, we can actually live a new story. We can tell our new story. Right, this is so true. Okay, so we have the other caller, Alicia. Come on live, baby girl. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing All of you <laughs> <laughs> So I want you to tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Okay, um, I was actually born and raised in Newark, New Jersey, currently residing in Harlan, New Jersey. I am clairvoyant. Mm -hmm. Okay, I can see things that's happening now. I can see things that's going to happen in the future. Um, I have the gift of dreams. I have uh, the gift of making things happen in your life, actually. Um, making things manifest in your life. There you go. There you go. I like uh, that. With this gift um, from my grandmother, my great-grandmother, and so on, my ancestors, uh, my American Indian ancestors, actually, I carry the gift from them. Um, so, you know, I do agree with, your name is Amber, right, Amber? Yes. yes my name is Amber. <laughs> so, so but the whole dream thing, you can't make things manifest in your life. I mean, I, I'm one who actually 
have dreams that actually come true. You know, so, you know, you can actually, you know, bring things in the future. You can also visit people if you would like to see their dreams. So, um, a lot of what she said is actually true. Right. So, that's basically uh, who I am. So, for you guys that don't know that, who she really is, this is my baby cousin. <laughs> so, and we got connected, I want to say around about November. Um, and just, I was searching for my grandmother's side, which she was talking about the Native American side. And I was like, okay, and we got connected and we found that we have a lot of similar. So I'm learning a lot of women in our family that are women are born and gifted. Like she's clairvoyant. Um, she's able to pull things out of dream and make things happen. Um, that is a gift that is evidently handled down to what we call medicine women in our family. They see things and know things and just have the gift, um, which I am very blessed. Um, to have and we got together and just started talking and just made a great connection like okay this is good to have family when you're searching so this is one of my manifestations I wanted to have a connection and I said to myself I want to someone that is you know somewhere connected to my grandmother and I need that family information all I knew is that we were Native American but how many African Americans say they're Native American and have some kind of blood um, my cousin showed me, yeah, <laughs> told me to actually, you know, the tribe that we belong to and about our, our gifts and how it's inherited. I just thought I was a weird kid, a weird adult, you know, just out there. I knew I was enlightened and special, but it helps to know that my cousin, my bloodline is not too far and it comes from my ancestors handed down. So that was wonderful. So I thank you for coming into my life and being part of my journey, cuz. So I really Aww. appreciate that. <laughs> so that's one way of manifesting things, saying what you want and speaking it out. Um, I'm just good at doing that. Like um, you guys don't know, I travel a lot. And people ask, like, how do you travel out with two kids? And I've been traveling with my babies. Um, since my son, I want to say about six, and we've lived in so many states, all the way, all the way to Hawaii. Um, we've been to Rome. Um, I manifest what I want. I say exactly what I wanted, like the house I wanted. I asked my son, what do you want? I let him choose the state. And I said, this is what, what do you want? And he said, what do you mean? I said, where do you want to live? He said, Arizona. And my face just dropped, but... This is my baby. He gave me a good reason um, where, why he wanted to live in Arizona, and that was to go to ASU. I asked him, what did he want? And he said, I wanted to be on a bus route that was an orbit bus route. Did you hear that? Orbit bus route. He was very specific at exactly what he wanted. Orbit bus route. He wanted to be near his school where he didn't have to really catch a whole bunch of buses. He wanted to be able to go downtown. He wanted to be able to get into Scottsdale and get back. He wanted to be able to make friends. He wanted to be in a community. He said he wanted to be in a certain area in Arizona. Guess what? Checklist. We're exactly where he wants to be. We're exactly on the orbit uh, mount. We were exactly two blocks up the street from his high school. 
we're exactly where he can get on a bus and go downtown in Tempe and go to Scottsdale. He told me what he wanted, and I made it happen. It's like seeing it, believing it. Now, I had this apartment before I even got here, and that is about saying what you want. I knew, and I was struggling, you know, not struggling, just not seeing the way of what I wanted. And I said, okay, this is what he wants. I'm going to put it out there, and I made phone calls. And I said, okay, spirit, what do I need to do? And I talked to my higher conscious self. How do we make this happen? Now, was I on the phone? Yes. Is it? Did it just walk in the door? No. I put some work into what I wanted. And I looked around and I made phone calls. And matter of find up three, got three, do you hear me? Three offers for three different apartments before I even hear in another state without people seeing me, uh, screening me, just doing applications through the phone, through the internet, through um, the facts of just faxing information and through the mail. Who actually sends money orders through the mail nowadays? Who actually takes payment like that? That was something unheard of, of you buying a place without seeing it. And I just happened to be lucky that a friend of mine came and looked at the apartment and actually told me exactly what kind of area I wanted. It had a pool, you know, it was up the street from a gym. Um, it's close to being, you know, where teenage can hang out. Everything that we wanted in our wish list down the check line. It was like check, 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 check. And to give you even plethora, I jumped in my car, me and my son, and we drove cross country to Arizona from Pennsylvania, stopped in Florida, and came here. And we arrived at the worst storm there was where they closed I 10 down. And it was funny. They closed I-10 down, but we made it where we're supposed to. And my son was able to start school the next day. Uh, we were able to move in our apartment a week earlier because I got here a week earlier. Can you see how excited I was? I believed that this was going to happen and nothing was going to stop me. That's about manifesting. You know, that's what I did to get in this um, place that I am at where I wanted to be for my child. So even if your child has a dream, we're able to manifest those dreams for them. Saying they want to get in a certain college, we actually help them manifest that by preparing them for their SATs, uh, putting them with the right people, meaning education-wise, and actually putting them in volunteer and community activities so that they can be involved in. I mean, this is a lot of things that you can do when you're manifesting for other people. So there's all other tools that you can use. So um, Amber, give me an example of something that you've manifest and how you went about it. How about a, how about a husband? Okay. <laughs> I, I just manifested my husband. Okay. Um, I've been alone for a while. Uh, my first husband passed away. And I wanted, I knew I was meant to be a wife. I knew that I was, I was I'm a born sweetheart. I had a happy, happy marriage, and I knew I wanted to be married again. So what I did is I knew that when you look for something, you kind of chase it away. You know what I'm saying? You need to radiate and attract it. So at night, when I would go to sleep, I would tell myself a little love story about, you know, kind of like a little fantasy, like a little movie that I would start at night when I would go to sleep. And then during the night, I would, you know, I'd continue the dream dream of meeting the 
you know, this wonderful person who was athletic and who, you know, all these different things. And so for several years, every night I would go to sleep telling myself a little love story. Then two years ago, when I was up on Facebook, there was a man who came on and noticed something that, some comment that I made, and then we began a friendship. And the next thing I know, the friendship grew, and we became sweethearts. Then he asked me to marry him. And so we, he came um, in November of 2014, and we got married. And now he's uh, getting his act together because he lives on the other side of the, of the planet, over in England, and getting all of his you know, paperwork and everything done so he can come and live here forever with me in the USA. Now, that is the biggest manifestation I've ever done. And again, I didn't put a lot of attachment on it. I just went into the dream, the, the lucid dreaming, and just imagined, well, guess what? He's all the things, all these different imaginary, uh, you know, scenarios that I came up, he's all of them. He's <laughs> a skydiver, a scuba diver, a five-star chef. I mean, the man is absolutely incredible. He has highest integrity, highest models. Uh, he's a philanthropist. He's, he's uh, involved in community service. He loves animals. I mean, he is everything I ever dreamed of in all my life. And here I've manifested this wonderful husband. I was just on the phone with him a few minutes before this call started. Awesome. So how's that manifestation? That's amazing. That's amazing. So... That's amazing. People worry about relationships. You know, they're so they 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 don't understand relationships. But I can tell you the secret. The secret is you have to be yourself. And I told him that. I said, when we're if we're a match, you know, it's already accomplished. So we just have to find out if we're a match. And as we discovered that, we realized we are. We're a perfect match. The, the universe brought us together. Oh, I mean, he's half a world away. And yet we're on the phone every day talking to each other, laughing and kidding and sharing adventures. And so, I mean, something that looks absolutely impossible. It's, one of his friends is what they call an odds maker. You know, he, he's an actuary, I think, for some insurance company. He said the chances of you two meeting is one billion to one, at least one billion to one chances. Mm -hmm. And here it is. So how good is that for manifesting? That's wonderful. Now, Alicia, tell me about some things that you've manifest. Give me an example um, of how you went about it. Okay. Jane, are you able to hear me? Yes. Okay, so my current job, I work in the uh, medical insurance industry. Um, straight out of medical school, um, I have gotten hired as a temp for the company. Um, I, I, I actually had always dreamed of actually becoming permanent at the job, so uh, what I would do um, is uh, I would light a white candle and I would just put down um, everything that I wanted to, to uh, come true. Um, and uh, shortly after that, um, I had gotten called for an interview. The interview was only two seconds. They actually hired me, you know, instantly because of, of the work that I performed prior to actually uh, getting hired. And um, within a job, I, like the top person, well, I'm still the top person there, um, and my next step is actually uh, trying to become the director of the company, and that's one of the things I'm trying to manifest in my life currently. Um, 
So we'll see because I'm actually trying to move to Georgia, so we'll see if that manifestation happens in that state. Okay. So that's, that's one of the things I'm currently working on, but uh, my current job is something that I did um, manifest in my life. Okay. I want to say one thing for you, cuz. Take out the word trying. You don't try anything. When you're trying, you're not there. When you just do it, you do it. Just like your job. You just do it and you knew it. So, you, right. you, you so do it. I've been trying. I'm not really sure um, if I want to go back into the medical okay. industry if I, or if I want to open up my own business. Okay. All right. <laughs> Okay, I got that. I do have one more caller. Um, I do have an, another caller. Her name is. Um, hold on. Hello? 720, do I have my famous sister, Chef Iomi? Yes, hi, Chef. Hi, Chef. Hi, ladies. How are you? They can hear you. Can you guys hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay, can hear you. So everybody can hear you. We're we're live. So, um, we're talking about we're talking about sisters manifesting, and I know you got some great great juicy stuff. Tell people who you are first. Yeah, I need a little blog about who you are, and then I want you to tell me something that you've manifested and how you manifest what you manifest. And you're directing that at me right now. Right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. You're you're sounding a little muffled to me. I can hear everybody else clearly, but you sound a little muffled. So I'm, I'm you know, okay. uh, listening intently to hear your words clearly. Okay. So what you said was you wanted me to tell a little bit about myself. Yes. And then tell about something that I've manifested, right? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. that they 
chose before they came um, to the earth. So prior to me even accepting this um, spiritual modality and this way of life for me, I knew that I was special, like, ever since I was a little girl. And it was really, really weird because I um, didn't know how to verbalize it. You know, I knew that there was something going on and with me that was different from everybody else. And part of that was that I would hear voices. I would hear people speaking and talking to me just like I'm speaking and talking to you all. And it was always so very, very clear. Um, no ambiguity. It wasn't muffled. It wasn't anything. And most of the time when I would follow the um, instruction or be obedient to what was being said, Whatever was being said to me, whether it was about myself, a person, a situation, a job, it always came true. Always, always, always came true. And so, with that said, I started being who I am, even not even prior to connecting to um, the, my way of life spiritually. I was a manifester before that happened. You know, I would say things like, oh, you know, I want a such and such to such. Well, well, to give you an example, I, my, my favorite car was a BMW. And I said, I'm going to have a BMW. I don't know how I'm going to have a BMW, but I am going to have it. And I used to, I put out a photograph and I put it on my wall. And, um, and I also, in addition to that, now this is something different, I also wanted to learn how to drive a stick shift. I didn't know how to drive a stick shift. So I was like, I'm going to learn how to drive a stick shift one day. Well, later on, I don't know, like, I don't remember the time frame from when I actually decided that I wanted this car, I wanted to learn how to drive a stick shift to the actual manifestation of it happened, because it's a little while ago, I don't remember the exact time frame. But not only did I end up getting a bright, shiny, cherry red BMW brand thinking you with ladder seats and sun rooftop, but it was also a five-speed car, and I was able to pay for it in full, which is also what I said was going to happen. So, um, and then moving forward, I had started, you know, aligning myself with what I call my mastermind group and just realizing that I am a manifestor and that, uh, well, actually someone told me a long time ago when I didn't even realize that I he quoted Laszlo and he said, you are an actualizer. You know, the things that you say, you actually actualize them. And I didn't, when it was told to me then, I didn't realize what it was, what he meant by that. But as I grew and as I evolved um, in my spirituality and in connecting to who I am, who I really am, I realized that I was actualizing everything that I said. I used to, uh, prior to being a plant-based chef, I wanted to dance professionally. And I had never, ever taken a dance class. You know, most professional dancers think a child or whatever, I hope in at 19 years old, I said, I'm going to be a professional dancer. And then, you know, I ended up dancing with the premier company um, in Chicago. And the first time I auditioned with them, I didn't get in. I went and studied with some other people, danced professional, traveled the world dancing, 
and then came back to Chicago at 35 years old, auditioned with the pay company, and I got in as um, as a principal, as a principal dancer. So just about everything, and, and then I started making lists and putting it on my board and my vision board, and you know, just really meditating on it. And I said that I was going to move to. I used to. I was born and raised in Chicago, and I I was wanted to get out because it was always so cold, so terribly cold in the wintertime. And so uh, I said I was going to move to. A, the first thing on my list was going to move to a climate where it was at least 80 degrees um, most of the time and the sun shined all the time. And I accomplished that. I live in Las Vegas and I've been living here for um, quite some time. I travel quite a bit and I have traveled to a lot of um, tropical um, places and, you know, again, where the sun shines a lot. Um, so just now, Everything. There's a lot of things that I can think of, you know, and I can go on and on that I've actually said, meditated on it, wrote it down, visualized it, spoke it out of my mouth, and it always, always manifests for me. I always know that everything is working out for me if I just keep myself um, in alignment and on a high vibration, and that's what I want to do on a regular basis. Awesome. Now for my video viewers, I have my lovely, lovely Dorothy. So we're talking about manifesting. Can we get you to talk about manifesting, how we can go about manifesting? I, I need information from you. For you guys that don't know it, she is also another clairvoyant spiritual medium. She does interpretation of tarot cards and she reads auras she is what we call the ultimate shaman woman as well she's another shaman about so and she is coming all the way you guys are y'all ready for this from new zealand so are you ready so you guys you're about to be in for a treat okay here we go so say hi hello <laughs> uh-oh it's warm where you are. We're having a little cold snaps. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So yeah, um, tell, people, tell people about yourself and that don't know you because they probably haven't listened to you on Blog Drop or to Chris or any of those other things out there because, you know, they just don't know. And it's okay. So give them a little blob about yourself and how you manifest something because you're good at manifesting and good reading people too. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm a clairvoyant energy therapist. That's how I title myself because there's no real box. Uh, I've got a diploma in clinical hypnotherapy. I have got a, a, a diploma in anatomy and physiology. I have got biophotonic light. Uh, shall we keep going? Okay. Are you right? Yeah, and, yeah. I'm talking to my technical person. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> have you got her? Have you got her? And yes. um, and, and um, I did mediumship, and I, I I got master teachers in Reiki and Seishim. Seishim first, then Reiki, then Aquarian Energy. And when I was looking at this. I was like, why are all of these teachers saying this is the ultimate energy, but they're all carrying half a dozen modalities in New Zealand anyway, and why are they expanding on it? And so that's when I started looking for the vibrational expansion technique, which is really, there's multiple frequencies. You've got millions, if you like, in your body alone. Forget about the universe. 
So let's not narrow it down to a single frequency and try and give people what they need. The aura reading, <clears throat> I, I took a fancy to it and I bought an aura camera about 17 years ago and I took it out to shows where I would be doing 50 readings a day and one day I didn't read aura then. I could only do what I was shown to do by the people who sold the cameras, you know. And then I noticed one day I was seeing colours that weren't in the picture. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. And how did I know that? I would say to a person, see this purple here, and they'd go, there's no purple in that photo. <laughs> so I would uh, then I started evolving past the camera, sold it, and then, as you know, I do my own CGI aura pictures and videos now. So manifesting, <clears throat> manifesting is about attitude, actually. It's not really, I don't think about goal setting. I've seen a lot of negative people set a goal and say, right, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it really well, and yet they haven't got the work ethic. You know, hard work, um, it doesn't have to be hard labor to be right, hard work. Right. So if, if you love what you're doing, <clears throat> if you love what you're doing, the energy you put into it creates the return. You know, I am fairly successful. I'm not going to pretend I'm not, but it's not, it didn't happen overnight, you know. It took years of effort, work. I trained. I mean, there's this burgeoning group of people who think they can go without training and suddenly become the pinnacle of advisory or the pinnacle of, you know, I, I know everything. I have lost count of how many spiritual advisors taught quantum theory and have never even studied it, you know, and a few that have read a bit of Bruce Lipton. It's true, though. They And I, I like catching them out. You know me, right? I'll be in a show. I'll hear somebody say that, and I just go, kaboom, uh, because I have studied it, and I've studied it to know what I'm doing. The reason I studied anatomy and physiology was to help, and, and I've, got, I've got diplomas in massage as well, but it's to help me do what I do. It's not about anything else. It's about me understanding what I do and how to interpret that for other people in a way that's that's quite real. Because I see auras, it was really important for me to align with um, the, the the Light Institute of Germany because Dr. Fitzalbert, Fritz Albert Pop was one of the first guys. He did this amazing test and his test was, you can all do this by the way, and why I bring this up is it actually helps with manifesting. Right. He stood on a balcony of a hotel and he thought, well, if we've got this energetic connection, if we've got this light connection, because he's the bio, photobiologist of the century, really. Um, if we've got this light thing going on and we can show with plants that they do this and humans do that, there must be an awareness. So he stood on a balcony of a hotel on the third floor and he would stare at people, a person who was walking down the street and he'd stare. As soon as he got them and he'd stare, stare, stare. And he said, you can guarantee every single one of these people would turn around and start looking around them. They didn't look at him, but they would start looking around them. They knew they were being watched or they had an uncomfortable feeling, that kind of thing. And I think we get that, except that we tend to dismiss it a little bit, right? And it's not always important, as in his case, it was a, it was a test. So the thing is we recognize when attention is placed upon us from afar and that's very powerful stuff because it also means somebody else recognizes when your attention is placed on them from afar. That being the case, if you're thinking about manifesting something, what you need to be able to do is understand how something becomes manifest. For example, if you go and buy a house, you didn't actually manifest the house, you manifested the opportunity to buy the house. Because if you didn't have the income, if you didn't have the deposit, if you didn't have good credit, you're not buying that house. It's not happening. So <laughs> you've got a whole lot of things that have to be in place first. And 
I get asked questions like that, and you you recognise that too, right? People say, you know, am I going to move in six months' time? And they're stone ass broke, and they don't have any job prospects. They're not even looking for a job. And uh, so, you know, what are you going to do to create things in your life? What do you need to do to get what you want? Is what you want in line? Are you right? Do you want me to hand you back? No, 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 no. I'm fine. I'm fine. We're going back and forth. Okay. Just as I look over here, I'm looking over my shoulder. I have two okay. computers going. <laughs> so, so, so what we're looking at there then is just that whole understanding of the concept of process, I think, is what people lose a little bit, if not a lot. And the process is, I can remember when my son was three, this is really kind of cute, I guess, but he wanted something and I said, look, you know, I was a solo mom, I didn't have a lot of money and I says, oh, I've got no money and he said, can't you just go to the bank and get it? And some people never grow out of that mentality. So, of course, naturally I explained that I had to work, say, blah, 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 to get my money. And then I had a certain amount and then I had to buy groceries and then the money disappeared. So I explained to him the process. He's actually very good with money. But the thing here is so many people seem to skip that. You know, if you were given pocket money or if you never had it or if you stole as a young person, very often the process somebody else goes through to get their money or to get what it is they've manifested is lost. I've got something else here too, is if you think having money is dirty, nasty, if the rich are filthy, if you've always got a downer on people who've got lots of assets, you're never going to have them because you're going to be putting yourself in the position of something you deride, something that you don't like, that you think is bad. Um, and, and from that we can blame religious teaching that talk for years and all of our lives about money is evil and so on, while quite happily taking all your money off you on church day or on tithing or with other methodology, uh, accumulating super riches, creating their own country within a country uh, and putting all of that money in their own pockets, you know. So when we start looking at that and we look at the percentage that's paid to Africa for poor hungry children, it's nothing compared to the massive amount of money that goes into them. We've got uh, <clears throat> Samoan churches here and, and people are required to tithe from the Samoan church. No matter what your money situation is, you're required to tithe. And and the sad thing, as I said, is yes, they will help a person out if they're in trouble, but that's what the tithing is for, except that it's very small, it's very minimal compared to what they could do, and the burden comes down really to the government, which it does. We take care of people pretty well. But the whole point is, what is the point? You know. So come back to money and go, it doesn't happen without money. You know, Unless you've got the gun and you can go kill the deer, if you want to eat, you pretty much have to buy your food. And if you're in a city, you are disabled. You know, Because cities are not set up for survival. They're set up for money, monetary exchange. And so you need to start right there. Get a good attitude about money. If I, I see, um, I'm on that new Intuit Talks and I really like it, but there's a lady on there who I have a lot of respect for who's got on her services page, she does donation only, and she's put this blurb that suggests that, you know, people do this for the money and people are con artists to see, and I don't want to buy into that. So I put a donation thing, I'll give you your services. She doesn't put it really dissy like that, but it's what it means. Um, and I'll, I'll put, put a donation for services rather than a fee and then you can decide. The thing is she's done two things. She's serviced herself. She's, she's, she's shown that her time is up to what you value it to be, not what she values it to be. That's right. very important. But she's missed a crucial point. She has a full-time job, so it's a hobby for her, and she should probably say that, right? right. She has a full-time, well-paying job and a husband who works. So the financial aspect isn't as important. Secondarily, 
as, as fun as she is, she's not qualified as such in just about anything. So, you know, you start looking at this. If you get a person who's paid thousands, like my students who have trained in the vibration expansion technique, have paid me a couple of grand, two and a half grand. They've spent um, 18 months on average to two years to train and have a certificate to say they know their stuff. And then they go out, then, you know, they want a return on that investment. A person who goes to university and there's no difference. A person who goes to university to get a degree pays out twenty to $40,000. So they want a return on that investment, right? Right. Um, depending on what you're studying, you know, obviously this cheaper and dearer. But if you're going to go and you want to be a teacher, you have to do your three years, uh, get a degree in whatever it is you want to teach, and then do another year as teacher trainer in New Zealand. You have to do that anyway. It's never just one deal. If you want to be a doctor, you're going to uni for eight years, and that's happening. Because if you don't go for eight years, you're not coming out with a doctorate. That's a lot of money. That's a right. lot of money put out there and expended with no income. None. No income. You have to cover that or you have to live on minimum or work part-time to put yourself around so that you've got a little bit of something. Live with your parents. Whatever you've got to do, you've got to do that. So these people charge accordingly. The more money and time they invest in their qualification, the higher they go up that ladder, the more value their services have for others. And their qualification is what we see as the value. For example, you're not going to go to a backstreet lawyer who says, I haven't got a law degree, but I can help you because I know lots of stuff, right? And I want right. you to pay me $500 an hour. But even a regular lawyer, you're going to go, he's a contract lawyer. He's worth maybe $100 an hour. You go to a criminal lawyer, a QC, or a person who can stand in court and do a good job, suddenly they're worth thousands, you know, $5,000 an hour. So we pay for that because we see the value of that. It's not a bullshit, pardon me, it's not a false value. <laughs> I'm a real girl, what can I say? It's not a false value, um, but it's, it's a value placed on something that they have proven themselves to be worthy of my hard-earned dollar. And we all need to accept and understand that. If we want to do so, life coaching and hypnotherapy or hypnosis <coughs> would be two of the biggest um, fake qualifications out there where people haven't gone to a school anywhere, they haven't paid any dosh over, <clears throat> they haven't learned properly how to do it, but they want the return. And then, of course, they go, and this is what people in general do a lot, why am I not making money in my business? Well, go and actually get the thing because you've got energy exchange and your energy exchange, the attention you're placing on that other person hasn't got structure. That means they can't feel the firm structure under the words that you say, behind the energy that you project. They're not feeling the confidence there. They're not hearing the words they need to hear because you haven't learned your craft very well. And that's the same with anything. I had um, a lady ask me why her site, her website, that sold product wasn't doing well. And I said, it's not really a clairvoyant question. Let me go look at your site. When I had a look at it, she was selling a lot of crystals and she had these straight out of the textbook, big explanations about Feldspar being found here in this part of the country at this degrees and latitude. It was very technical, very correct. I said, people don't want that. You know, when they come in, they want to know, oh, this will make me feel better, right? Why will it make me feel better? Why do I want that? Aside from the fact that it looks good, why do I want that? What will it do for me? And if you can do that prettily and concisely, that suits you, your way, your style, including you with your books, your cooking, all of that stuff, you know, a little bit of humor. Um, it's easy to get intense about the things that we want to put out there. But as soon as you're too intense and you're too serious, 
it's actually off-putting for people because they want to feel uplifted. Right. So from a manifestation point of view, just if just thinking about a job, if you want to manifest a job, firstly you get, let go of the idea you're manifesting a job at all because somebody else has manifested the job, you're just meeting an opportunity. Okay, They've created it, they've created the company, the business, the opening, the, the role itself, so they've manifested the job. So manifestation is creation. So you, what you're going to do is manifest the opportunity to get that job. And the way you do that is by determining what is it they need, what need do they have that I can meet. right? And as soon as you've got that, this is what I've got to meet their need, you're putting the right attention into the situation and into the other person. You're putting the right attention and energy and they feel it. Um, it's I'm been said a long time ago. So what I do, if Alicia, just the people that want on the line, can you get them back? I'm hearing you, hun. I have to mute myself because it'll do a double playback on the radio. Because you're being recorded on the radio too. That's okay. So, so what you're looking for then to manifest is putting that right energy out there. So we come um, full circle all those with people back for me. A, a few on the line. So one of the one of the the tell them that they can watch it on YouTube. That to manifest anything, That's all, just you like send them a text. Go on my um, box. Go on my account for Facebook. back for what you've got to offer. The yeah, idea that expectation do doesn't that? exist. Okay, that's all you have to do is just go back to Chef Naomi, Alicia, and Amber, the ones uh, who have put emails and let them know that you can do it. If they don't smile back, you feel a little bit robbed or feel a bit miffed, whatever it is you feel. You might really care, but you've already formed a judgment or an idea about that person. So when any manifestation that you want to put out there requires the input of somebody else, you need to factor that into the matching energy. Our energy also goes forward. So when you're thinking about the thing that you would like in your life and you're thinking about what you want to put into it, to have synchronicity is the second thing for manifestation. To have synchronicity, you need to be in the right place at the right time. And that's what we talk about with the law of attraction. So what you put your attention on determines how many opportunities are there for you that you can meet, i.e. they're in the right location. If you're, if you're in America looking for a job and there's that perfect jobs in New Zealand and you can't get here to work, it's a pointless exercise. So the idea is to open that right up. Uh, we have a, a newspaper, the New Zealand Herald, and I'll have people sometimes coming to me saying, I just can't find a job. Well, look, you know, if I open that paper today, I'm going to see 2,000 jobs in there. 2,000 jobs in Auckland alone, tell me why you can't get a job. And they'll say, well, they're in the wrong place, they want people too young, they want people that are older. They've got all of these reasons and I'm saying you're looking at the wrong jobs. So okay. if you, what are you looking for? Open it up, broaden it out, look at every listing there. Even if it says $100,000 a year and you go, I can't do $100,000, read the listings. Read all of them. Even if it says cleaning toilets and you think, oh, I don't want to do that. Well, how qualified are you? For what are you qualified? When was the yeah. last time you worked? What are you putting out there? Because if you want a job, it's not the same thing as I want that job, that particular job. As soon as you narrow that down, you take your 2,000 opportunities and you reduce them to five. The more okay. conditions you place on how you manifest, the less opportunity there is for you to do so. 
So it's a very important thing to look at. Sometimes things look very small and they don't look like they've got what you want. But what I did is I emailed Alicia and I emailed uh, uh, just um, Naomi. All you got to do is just email Amber on my Facebook. You got it? Job really hates. Uh, she's after something else, and until that well, manager, they can't she, call on a number, baby. They can go on YouTube. I, I reminded her that that job okay. was paying That job that was job something she achieved because she needed it and wanted it, and that she should really be thankful that it's there for her right now. Or she's going into the next phase of her life with the wrong attitude, so she's not got a forward thinking. Her whole energy is, I hate what I'm doing. And how do you take hate what I'm doing and manifest anything with that? How do you create a future with I hate what I'm doing? Because she's showing a lack of appreciation for one, the skills she's got that it got her that job, and the okay. fact that even if she wants something different in the future, she doesn't have to hate what her life is right now. So it's an important aspect of understanding too that yes, we face disappointments. We can't always get exactly what we want in the time frame we would hope to get it. In which case, we need the third part of manifestation, which is divine timing. We hate the words because we think it's outside of ourselves, but it's not really. Divine timing is synchronicity. It is being in the right place at the right time. It's allowing yourself to work through the process. If you haven't worked for a while or if you don't have a qualification and you want a regular income, don't do what I do because even though I do very well at what I do, learning to do what I do took I had to work. I pumped gas, by the way, so that I could keep my office open so that I could uh, work with clients. So I pumped gas from the early hours of the morning. I'd start work at 5 o'clock. I worked at 10 a.m. in the morning smelling of petrol, <laughs> then I would go off to my office and I would sit there and do a few readings or do the energy work. And so... The <laughs> Everybody's dropping in now. <laughs> Hello. Person. Hold on. It's like, okay, now Heidi, you're going to have to scoot your little... That's right, over here. This, is my, this is my other friend, Heidi. Hello. Hi, Heidi. So <laughs> she's talking about manifesting. Fantastic. So, fantastic. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah. So, so synchronicity and divine timing are about putting your attention on the right thing. So, while I was pumping my gas for five hours a day and then going and doing my energy work, I, for, for a start, felt completely embarrassed because I'd started a business that failed to do energy work, selling crystals, doing all of that sort of thing. And there I was pumping the gas and reduced myself to an office and I just knew that some of these people who had been to me for services were going to be polling in their cars and wanting me to put gas in their tanks. So I was very embarrassed and it took about two months for me to discover these people, it improved my business because they saw I was a real person. You know, They saw me in a real life situation, it didn't detract from anything at all. They would look at me, and, and now and again you'd see them, and I'd pull my hat down. They'd look at me, and they'd go, I know her face. Oh, I know that face from somewhere, because I'd been all over the newspapers. I'd been all through, and so it was sort of uh, a tough time for me. But I found that actually my business improved immensely, because real people saw me as a real person. Well, she knows what it's like to pump gas. She is qualified. To assist me in my life, you know, um, I had a, a, a new client for energy therapy who I'd seen regularly delivering mail to my office. I was up watching a football game and all the time through that football game, she just stared at me like real intense, uncomfortable. And then the following morning, when I went back to work, she rang me up and she says, "I'd like to make an appointment for energy therapy." And I says, "Okay, that's cool. Won't you come?" She says, 
I saw you at that game and I thought, she's just like us. <laughs> and she'd always been a bit intimidated prior to that. So it's understanding you don't ha you do need to be who you are completely rather okay. than a presentation of what you think other people would like to see. And that makes the right match. You meet the right people, you get the right job. And I think I'd like to also say that if you didn't get that job or if that opportunity, because I did nearly bankrupt myself, by the way, it was really hard yards for a few years, um, doesn't mean you're not doing the right thing. It just means you haven't learned to do it very well just yet. You know, Sometimes it's just practice, practice, practice. And in my case back then, I was all largesse. You know, if I sign on for this for three years, if I pay for that, if I put, I put 40 grand of advertising in 12 months, all off the earnings that I was making. I was paying 25 grand a year just for my shop. It was I was paying 28,000 a while ago now, 28,000 a year just for one part-time staff member, just so I could run the shop and do my consultations. The outgoings were just phenomenal, and yet I didn't need to start that big. And so what I did was. I didn't throw the baby out with the bathwater, which a lot of people say, you'll hear them say, I've made a horrible mistake, this is clearly not what I'm meant to be doing. No, no, you've just, you've just overreached your capabilities right now. You've just stepped too fast, too far. Your, your vision didn't allow for process and that's exactly what happened for me. And so once I stepped it back, I had an office which cost me $40 a week. I went from $365 a week to $40 a week because it was an office that's so much cheaper than a shop, right? And my overheads were just dramatic. I didn't need staff now because it was appointment only. And my business took off and from there it started working and I thought, why did I put myself through that for three years? Because I was contracted for three years on a lease. So it wasn't ever a moment where I thought I've made the wrong choice. I immediately knew I did it the wrong way for what I was capable of, for what the area was ready for. I went into a Bible Belt state area, district, uh, we don't have states, went into a Bible Belt district and decided to be a clairvoyant. I'm not kidding, that's pretty funny. So it's, it's, it's like, yeah, they're going to really go for this, right? I actually one day work and had a cross painted, uh, not painted, a cross put on my window. I had a huge front window, but they were generous and careful because they did it with plaster, you know, picking plaster. It, and they did it with plaster, but it was about three feet high and wide. So I was in that kind of an area and trying to be an alternative therapist, clairvoyant, or a reader. <laughs> and and in the end, it worked, but. Working through that, busting through that is a challenge and I'd set the challenge just a little bit higher than I could afford. Now if I'd had, um, I, I started with 40 grand which came out of a property settlement with a, a broken relationship. If I'd started with $200,000 I would have actually made it through. So you understand I can see everywhere that I went and it started with a hiss and a roar and it looked great and then it just got harder and harder. So what we're looking at with manifesting is also accepting that you can make mistakes but that doesn't mean your idea is bad, it doesn't mean you're not good enough. What it means is you either need more training, you need to rethink your process, you need to sometimes just get rid of all the excess, take your punishment on the chin which for me was intense embarrassment and then get on with it, keep going forward. Now it's 15 years later and I have a successful ongoing commitment to my business and I have a regular income that supports me. Everything's good to go. It didn't happen in a minute. Um, I think 
from the law of attraction, the, the biggest mistake people make, and I, I recommend when people ask me about this that you go look at it again, but look at the stories, not just what they got. It was one of those things that showed blindness for I can see what I want to believe. Because, you know, I can't remember his name now, the man who was a real estate agent there, and everybody wanted to emulate him. He's the one that did the vision board. You know, when everybody was, do vision boards, this is the way to go. He made this big vision board, he had a beautiful story. But what people glossed over when they looked at that, they made their vision boards and then they said, right, we'll sit back and wait for it to happen now. What they forgot was his marriage broke down. It took him 10 years of single bloody mindedness to achieve that. He was so bloody minded that his marriage broke down. Yes, he had a wonderful son who lived with the ex-wife now who he now had to support, so he needed more money. At the end of his story, he goes, and here I have that beautiful house and that boat and that car, and he's married again. But there's a 10-year there's a story to that right. that wasn't just about his board, his vision board. So the law of attraction is another aspect of uh, manifestation, is about what we focus on and what we're prepared to do to get it. He was prepared to sacrifice his marriage to get the things, the material things that were important to him. There was the, the woman, um, who I can't remember if she was a reverend or not, she was talking about she's become a famous author and she's doing really well and she gives inspirational speeches everywhere. Um, she was in The Secret as well. Now, when you look at her, her story was terrible. She was in a beaten relationship for years. She didn't just turn 10 and suddenly create this amazing life for herself. She hit the bottom deep. She was beaten by a partner. She was kicked out of her home. She spent time in hospital. She was that badly beaten. And then one day after years of mistreatment, she went, no more. And that no more is the moment. That's the moment where we then decide how to do things differently for ourselves. We then decide we can be creators in our lives. And I know we've all heard this before, but it is true. I didn't say it was easy, you know, but it is definitely true. When you want to change something in yourself, it's the best way to change anything out there. So while things aren't working for somebody, the only place you can look at is yourself. Am I looking in the right place? Am I qualified to do what it is that I want to do? Am I creating the right opportunities and meeting the right people that are like-minded or interesting people? Am I going and putting myself in a position where that thing that I want is even possible? Because if I'm not, then it's just high in the sky. It's dreaming. It's wishful thinking. It is not manifestation. If I am not achieving any goal that I have in my life, if I'm not manifesting anything that I want in my life, then one of these things or one, if not all of these elements are missing. And those elements are firstly put the right energy into it. Put the right energy into it. You know, right. don't be hating on what you're doing right now if it's gonna take you to where you're gonna be in the future. If you've got to pay the rent and bills and you don't like the idea of working in a bakery or working at Walmart, what other opportunities are there for you? So while you're working there, train in something else. Get your qualifications so you can be better. Put yourself in a position where you work your little noonies off when everybody else is being lazy so they make you the floor manager or they make you the checkout manager, something one step up that can help you for the next step. That, that, that I've got a friend who does work for Walmart, which sounds terrible, but she works for Walmart in Maine and she used to complain quite a bit about her job and I says, you know, 
you sound like you're doing all the right things. I can't imagine why you wouldn't be an improved status sooner or later. And she says, oh, well, I've got kids. I never do any overtime when they ask for it. I says, it occurred to you to just try that? And she did. And for about seven or eight months, she worked every bit of overtime that came. And she laughed. She says, oh, it's easy to pay the bills now. <laughs> that was one huge thing because she says, I'm not a ratty mum anymore. She said, I mightn't be there as much as I'd like, but when I'm there, I'm happier because I'm not stressed constantly about paying the bills, about sorting things out, the kids going to school. She has a special needs child. She has to pay for care anyway. So that all worked. And then nine months later, they gave her a... Um, they gave her a promotion and then when she got her promotion, the first thing she said to me was, you know what Dorothy, the interesting thing that I noticed about all of that was I had what I call, she calls, not me, the Walmart mentality which was do as little as possible for the time you have to do it. <laughs> and she said, none of us go anywhere with that and we don't look forward to going to work and we don't imagine what it's like to change. Well, she's now a um, manager of a whole section there, earning good money. She's very happy. Her kids are growing. Um, she, she still works some pretty serious hours, but I think that's America for you, right? <laughs> it sounds terrible to say it that way, but, you know, it's, it's a little bit kinder in other countries for workers, especially on the lower income level. Um, it's I just hate saying that out loud. But it's, 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 it's what you're working towards and what you're prepared to put in really does make the difference. And when you go in, she changed her attitude, she changed her um, input, she changed what she wanted to put into it based on what she wanted to get out of it. You can't sit there and do minimum effort and then expect everybody to praise you for it or to give you what you need or to baby you through and then be happy about all of that. There's another thing if we move back another step to ourselves, our person, our insides, we all know this and so we don't like ourselves very much for it either. You know, We start really judging ourselves and then spiritual advisors goes, don't feel guilty, don't be downing yourselves and I'm, I'm a bit different to that. I say, if you're downing yourself, is it legitimate? You know, are you supposed to be doing something different because we've got an inner voice. That inner voice will nag you, criticize you, jump all over you, not because it's it's a negative, but because you're not listening to it, because you're not following that inner voice. Um, one of the, the things I've, I've said in a recent article is what I see my role, <laughs> this, is, this is so bad, I see my role as going to bat for your inner voice because so many people know exactly what it is they should be doing, meant to be doing, want to be doing, shouldn't be doing, should stop. They're not are false criticisms that your parent is making, but the way you make it to yourself will be based on your early training, your early upbringing. So when your mum told you off or your dad told you off, you tell yourself off basically in the same way, but it doesn't make it irrelevant. If you feel guilty, guilt is a signal, it's an emotional signal that says there's something you should be doing or shouldn't be doing and you know it. That's guilt right there in a nut bag, whether it's in the past or whether it's present. You know if you're being, if you've got integrity. You know if you're being honest. You know if all of your um, ducks are in a row. So if you feel guilty, don't try and not feel guilty because to try and not feel guilty, you will get drunk, stoned, uh, fall down on the floor, whatever it is. You know, you will get stuck into the games on Facebook. You'll talk to people endlessly on the internet just so you don't have to think about what you're guilty about. Um, it's a signal. Fear. Let's look. Let's look at fear. Fear is a signal. It's, there's nothing wrong with fear. We get told and taught repeatedly to avoid real feelings. It's hard work, tiring, 
and it sends us to the fridge, to the bottle, to wherever. It sends us into promiscuity. Let's just not focus on the fear. Let's focus on anything else. And so, you know, fear is a real and proper, uh, a proper energy, emotion, feeling. So let's just look at it. If you've got a fear of something, what is that fear? Accept it. If you fear you're not good enough, what do you need to be good enough? Instead of pretending you're just going to be good enough magically for that CEO job over there, that $100,000 a year, whatever it is that you want in your life for that successful business, maybe for, for a lot of people I know, actually from my own experience, the fear is real if you're going into business for yourself. If you have got some business management skills, you know, you need right. it. So it's well, worth doing a three months. Dorothy, yeah. oh, let me introduce Heidi. I want Hi. her to come in and say something because she actually Hi. came over to my house. <laughs> Hello, I'm Heidi Schmitz. That's okay. I am a licensed massage therapist along with many other things, but that's my main focus. Um, She's yep. a therapist too. I uh, work with a naturopathic doctor, which when I first started doing that, I kind of felt it was a step back for my own business, the same thing you were talking about. Sometimes you just bite off more than you can chew. The great thing is it's still the same path, and that's what I had to realize. It's still part of my journey, and I actually just walked in a little bit late because I was doing a client this afternoon. Right. So I still have the clientele that's coming to me. I just have to balance that out with the other things and the other part of my journey, which is learning from this naturopathic doctor that I'm working with. Exactly. Skills, isn't it? So skills. I have a question I have for everybody. Tell me how you manifest. Give me an example of you manifesting. An example. Something um, that you went in and you manifest or something that you seen or Well, I was actually just talking to my husband three days ago <laughs> about how we needed um, extra money for our daughter because high school there are dues and fees that we didn't have the last couple of years. And she needs some school supplies, and we didn't have the extra money up until today. Um, and part of it's manifesting, and part of it's doing the work. Is I texted a client that I hadn't heard from in a couple of weeks and said, "Hope everything's great. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. If you need me, give me a call." And when she know five minutes later, I got a text. Yeah, I need a massage this weekend. <laughs> what time are you available? <laughs> I'm available whenever you are. Let's make this happen. See, that's cool. See, I like that. That's. See her. I love your story, Dorothy, because this helps everybody. I love her story too, and I loved everybody that shared about manifesting. And everybody can relate because we sit there and we do, like she said, we beat ourselves up because we don't manifest what we want to at the time we want. And it's about something like, and then we go to psychics and we go, and the psychic tells me, "Oh, you're going to get married. You know, like um, you're going to get married in two years, and you're then the man of your dreams, right? And everything will work out perfect, right? But what they don't tell you, if you don't, if you make that wrong turn or do something different, it can change out the outcome. We don't have a crystal ball. You are you're giving choices, and that's why you're giving too. So don't expect somebody to be 100 percent right." You know what I mean? It's like you thinking, oh, they're going to be 100% right. They're going to see everything. Am I sitting you? They're going to see everything and they have this magic crystal ball. They're telling you uh, uh, an aspect of what could happen with them and an aspect that does happen with them uh, in their life, which I like. I like the that you can see, but also connecting with yourself and understanding where you're coming from, which is all aspects. Now, Everybody all knows now I'm moving to Belize. Well, I'm going to Belize. Let me put it that way. I leave on the 26th. 
Okay, I wanted to go and do this retreat in December and it was not coming together like I wanted it to come together. And I had this grand old plan of how I seen everything. And then my son graduated and I said, well, before you graduate, I said, I want to just move. I don't want to be in the United States. I've never really been happy in the United States. I've been more happier in Hawaii and thinking about other states. And I had to think about it. Why were you happy? What was different? And why are you here? Like I said, I'm only here because my son wants to be here. He wanted, we helped him manifest. He's here and he's doing what he wants to do. Now I had to go back to think about what my husband said to me. When the kids are all grown, what are you going to do? Then it dawned on me. Now my husband's not here. My daughter's in college. My son's in college. Yeah, what the heck are you going to do? You cook because you you know, it's a way of making a living. You write books, you give advice because that's the way of making a living. But what do you want to do? And I said, I like traveling. I like going to Rome. I like learning new things. Now, how do I make that happen? So I put that out there that I wanted to go. And it was in June. And I said, you know what? I am going to go. And I had intent told my son that we were going to go. My son said, no. So that kind of broke my heart. Does that mean I don't go? Or do that mean that I put my life on hold? And then I remember the key thing my husband said, what are you going to do when the kids are grown? And I was like, in a way, they're really not grown in my head. <laughs> they're still babies. Forgive me. So what I said, okay, I wrote a friend. Matter of fact, had her on my show. And she basically uh, is in Belize and she's a realtor. And I said, you know what? I want to make this happen. So what she did is she said, okay, she introduced me to her assistant. So I started looking for a realtor. I said, if it's meant for me to be, then it will be. And she said, well, you know, how's this? So I said, I'm going to buy a ticket. Now I got a lump, a little overage for money. So I bought my ticket. Now who knows? I said, now when I get there, it'll happen. This is me being me, being weird, you know, mm -hmm. trusting in my instinct. When I get there and I wrote someone, they were like, Sussie, I have a place. Then someone else says, Sussie, I have a place. Sussie, this, 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 this. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm supposed to actually be in Belize. So I said, well, I need something else to do because I'm getting to feel the spirit says, you actually need to take a break to really get to know yourself. You've been doing for so many people, but you have, what have you done for Sussie out for Sussie? And I'm like, uh... Wow, what would Sussy do if it was just Sussy? And Sussy had to depend on Sussy, not be, be the mom or be this or be that. And that brought a whole different picture. So now I'm going to relax, but I got my ticket in Belize. I have a place that I'm going to stay in Belize, and it's not in a hotel, and it's, a, it's in a house, and I'm going to have internet. And I talked to my, um, my producers at TPN, True Psychic Networks, and we're going to work something out. Then I walked to another friend, Sessie, do you know that you could do uh, e-courses? E what the heck is e-courses? E e-courses where you offer them online. Okay, then I talked to you, Dorothy. She was like, Sessie, you could do a video on, you know, easy cooking and stuff like that. And I was like, well, I never thought about this, but this comes in the play of me writing the e-course and getting this together and people actually writing. So I really could get this together and they could pay for it and it's already done as a PDF form and they could actually get certificates. Well, what about that? Okay, in the meantime, you can do your TV show and advertise it. You can do your radio show, advertise it. 
and continue to do the thing you love. I love talking to people. I love helping people. So it's not, I'm doing a show. I'm doing a show to help people, but I, I wasn't getting the monetary means. And when this is your monetary means, it's like, oh, wow. It be, does become um, a little bit of a burden because you're worried about paying the bills. But when you let it flow, this is for me, might not be for everybody. When you let it flow easily and trusting in your walk, like I write down, I'm, I'm a list maker. I got my pros and my cons and this and the at and the A and the plan B and the plan C. Now, A, B, and C, okay, we got this. And I, I go in, I go in what I call my pyramid mode. So I look at that angle from this way, that way, and then I go, okay, that looks good. Now let's make this work. Okay. And if it doesn't work, okay, what was plan B again? Okay. Scratch that out that, you know, I got to erase this from my story and now I'm going to put this in. So that's what I learned that works for me is trusting. Cause I like to say, okay, I trust. And then I have a habit of taking it back. Like, oh, oh yeah, I gave it, but <laughs> Ooh, it's like, and then I learned, oh, that means you doubted yourself. That means you're doubting what you're supposed to do. And then I learned, well, you know what? That's a natural fear, but guess what? Are you, are you fear? Is fear of you of you? And I was like, no, fear is not me. I'm fearless. And if I'm teaching my children and everybody around me to be limitless and fearless, how what's wrong with you? That means how confident am I in myself? And then I just it popped at me. I'm very confident. I can do any darn thing I want to do. I can be anywhere I want to. You want, you know what? I want to go to Peru. Guess what? I'm going to Peru. I want to go to Brazil. I'm going to Brazil. I'm going to spend Christmas in, in Brazil. And New Year's Eve, I want to be in maybe in Amsterdam celebrating Christmas. I believe I can make that happen. So what I did is I also put out feelers to other people like Dorothy and other people out there. Look, do you know somebody that would really be interested because I would like to come and visit. I want to travel if I have, and I learned I can barter. If I have something, I even found a way that I could actually stay, stay in someone's house um, where something, what was that thing called? Um, 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 the couch serving site. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go, girl. There you go. I just f found that out today. It was like, oh, this is so freaking awesome. I didn't think about that. And I said, okay, I want to go to Thailand. And I'm like, what is stopping me from going to Thailand? We need money. Well, I learned, well, there's people with my skills that would love to have my skills over there in Thailand and Australia or anywhere they want. All I need is a couch. Okay, so, well, as you, an injection um, in Thailand, if you volunteer to help with the elephants over there, mm -hmm. you can get your room and board covered. You just volunteer so much time a day, and you just pay for your plane ticket. All right. Did you hear that? See, manifestations coming through. Knock, knock, knock. Here I come. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. I'm telling you. So <laughs> i just saying anything that you want to do. It's like so many places I want to go. And I want to learn. That's the thing. I want to go to Thailand and learn the Thai massage. I'm a learner. I, I love learning. I love teaching. Like right now, I'm doing a Muna Aki rites that were from Peru. And I'm actually going to go to Peru and actually do them again. I know people might think that's crazy. But I really want to go and be part of that mesa and learn the Muna Aki's the rights, the culture, be part of it, sleeping out there in the cold mountains and in the Indies just for a little bit, because I don't like cold. 
but to be part of that and immerse myself and really get the understanding. Like I want to go to Japan to learn. I've learned Reiki. I want to be part of that in energy. And I want to meet my friend in Australia that did that, um, Shakim and uh, Kurana and personal growth. Uh, did I say in Shishin? Uh, his name is Patrick Ziegler. He's in Australia. I don't know if you know him or not. I know exactly who Patrick Ziegler is. He he did uh, the Seishim, and I said that was the first one I did. Um, right, she said, there you go. She, she said it right. I didn't. He's actually American, though. He's not Australian. He's what? Say that American. again. He's Get American. He's out of town, but he's in <laughs> Australia. He's in Australia, but he's American. And his partner at the time wrote a book called All Love, and they were the ones that wanted to break open the Reiki thing because... Right. Yeah, so it's a really neat story. He spent the night in a pyramid, and right. he had to go. He had to go hungry for the day, so he didn't need to go toilets during the night. And he snuck in and hid under a crypt, and spent the night in there, and had this amazing experience, which he brought forward as Seishim. And I really resonated with the the teaching was better than Reiki for a start, and but I resonated with the Egyptian theme, you know, it's just like right. sucked me right on into all of its wonderfulness, you know, and I don't mean sucked in as in ripped off of con, but sucked me right on in there. I just love Drew you in. There's, there's a, a group called the Sisterhood of the Rose, which is part of the Satium thing, and uh, there's a meditation you do when you're learning, and when we mm -hmm. did that meditation, honestly, I was, I was just zinging, and so I had a lot of trigger moments through Satium and past life memories and all of that sort of stuff uh, happened because of that. So I went and got my Satium master teacher level. Okay. See, so I didn't yeah. make it that far. I only did level one with um, okay. with him. Only level, level one. one. Yeah. My husband you is a Reiki master. I didn't know if you knew that. Uh-uh. No, see, I'm Reiki master. This is what we've been talking about, like just manifesting what you want. I want to meet these people. I know to like where that comes from, I want to, I guess for me, it's like being in that energy um, where it started. So I want to go to the pyramids where Shishim started and actually see. That's why Say I'm so, say, say it again. Say it again. Shishim. Say Shishim. Say Shishim. Am I saying that And right? the original spelling of it is supposed to be S-K-H-M, which when you say it, honestly, are you ready? <laughs> Only comes out one way, which is Seekim. Seekum. I like that. I like Seekum. that. Pattern. Yeah. Because the Seekum is something in um, Egypt that they were talking about. It's a, it's, a, it's a society. People don't know that it's a society and then it's a, it's a, a title. It's a, yeah. um, very spiritual. That's the best way I can put it when you read the book. It's very special. And especially with it, it was like a blue light. So this is why I want to go and see where these things were developing feed on that energy. I'm more of a person I Seishin like to be. Seishin was developed in America and okay. uh, his partner wrote the book All Love. Uh, she right. she was his uh, attunement, I suppose, to Master Teacher. And then after right. about seven or eight years, they split up. They separated. Right. And so essentially it came from there. But I'm not country-oriented like that. It's about what the person is offering, you know, like Melchizedek. And I don't mean the movement, I mean the guy that wrote the books. Um, <laughs> the, the, whole, the whole thing around them is that they are really caught up and excited about their own discoveries energetically and intellectually and I really like that in people, their passion, you know. It's right. Great. great. So, 
All right, ladies, it is like 3.20. We are way over. And I want, you know, I want to thank all my lovely guests. And we're going to have to do this again. I would like to get us together and really work on helping each other, you know, getting to know each other, like, better and understanding and how to connect. And like when I said, this is a sisterhood. Um, so we don't all have to be negative because the world is negative. I want to bring, as you know, I'm more of a positive person. I'm a positive potty sometimes, but also I can be, a, I'm going to be downright in your face kind of a person. If you're a screw up, that's the nice way of putting it. I'm going to let you know your screw up. I'm going to be up in your face and telling you. And if I don't like something, I'm going to be that too. But the thing is, I might not even invite you on my show. If I don't like you, let's be be real about this. I'm not going to invite you on my, on my show. And guess what? And I surely the hell will not appear on your show. That is being <laughs> real. So, because I've had people get pissed off at me because I didn't invite them on my show. I've had someone um, actually was downright ignorant to me and told me me being on their show was a step up. And I was like, listen, Hafa, I've been doing this for freaking eight years. I was on Achieve Radio before there was a freaking blog talk. And I was like, and I didn't have to do a lot of the work that blog talks require you to do. I was just a lazy little job that I had to do that. But for someone with attitude, let me tell you, if you give me attitude, there's a reason why my mama's black. There's a reason why my dad is Sicilian. Boy, when they come together, there's no telling what you might get. So <laughs> be aware, I'm lovely and I am nice, but I can be downright deep and ugly too. So that's that's keeping it real. That's keeping it real, but I love to be on the positive side. So Dorothy, me and you are going to have to do an interview one-on-one um, about you and all the things that you do in Australia. Not Australia, New Zealand, New Zealand, New Zealand, New Zealand, New Zealand. New Zealand. <laughs> I got Australia on the mind, so something must be going to happen for me in Australia. Don't know what it is. Dorothy, I just have to say real quick, I've always wanted to go to New Zealand, so I'm glad I got to meet you today. <laughs> oh, it's my dream place to visit. Say, she's, she's wonderful. I've even talked with my husband about how if things keep moving the way they are here in America, I want to pack ship, ship and head over to New Zealand or Australia to live. Woohoo! Well, I'll see you in New Zealand. His is Australia. So, so what we'll do is I'll give her. You, you guys can exchange information. She's on my Facebook. Perfect. She has a radio show and she has a TV show. She's on Intuitive Talk, and she also does tarot cards. She has several books out. So she's one you want to knock Connect. with, yeah. and she'll tell you what you can do. Especially as a massage therapist for massage therapists, there's a lot of work for you guys over there in New Zealand that I see, especially the spas. What is it? Wataranga? W-H-A-R-A-G-E. I know I'm spelling it wrong, but you know what I'm trying to say. It's a little, little beautiful village up there, up in the upperlands of... Whangarai. Um, Whangarai? Spangarai. That's what I was going to know. I got friends that are part of a group called Wings. You ever hear of that? Wings? Yeah, you mentioned them to me once before. Right. Wings, they're beautiful for foreign people that come there. So if you need that, that is good. At the time, I was going with my babies. Now that I'm not going with my babies, <laughs> the world is my oyster. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's true. It makes I a love difference. them, but, you know. Well, Paul and I want to learn Watsu massage, which we were introduced to Watsu in Okinawa, Japan. Oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah. So we're going to get this together. We're going to keep in contact. Anybody out there that you want information, you can actually watch this on YouTube. 
And this is also, as I said before, going to be broadcast again on True Psychic Network and also ran on Roku. So if you guys have the Google Chrome, realize you're going to be in on TV, not only on YouTube, not only on True Psychic Network, not only on Ustream, but you will actually be on Roku where it can be seen. Also, you can go to Food Alchemist, Net, uh, Food Alchemist True, uh, what is it, YouTube channel, and you can watch it again because is that they're live but a lot of stuff that you're seeing I'm going to be pre-recording before I get to Belize to really get set up so work with me guys know that I love you if you have any questions my assistants will now answer no longer sassy sassy's actually out the picture so if you have any questions you're gonna to have to go through my assistants so it's been your favorite food alchemist what I love to say love light life longevity and much prosperity to all of us. Thank you guys. Bye. Namaste. Bye.